Hey there. Usually we begin these episodes by directing you to our Patreon campaign, but I want to instead send you to a different show that we do. Head over to watchoutforfireballs.com or to duckfeed.tv slash watchoutforfireballs to check out uh, the retro games and regular games game club podcast that we do. Uh, we've had a tremendous amount of kind of interesting and cool stuff this year, and we also have about six years of uh, kind of content that we're really proud of talking about games. So if you haven't given that show a chance, uh, we welcome you to go over there and find an episode about a game that you know about and uh, to give us a shot. Uh, that is, again, watchoutforfireballs.com or duckfeed.tv slash watchoutforfireballs. Thank you. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. They brought thee here, did they not? Dost thou the gods serve, or merely that role affect? <laughs> A lie. A wretched lie. How wouldst one such as thee do service to the gods? Thy scheme is known to me. I know what it is thou desirest. The dark soul. Why else wouldst one deign to visit this dung heap? Give rest to thy falsity. I would be an ally to thee. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Richard Pilbeam. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is the favorite. Uh, that's it. <laughs> this is the, the, yep. This it's is the, the favorite. It's, it's the last the one, Gary. This is the last bit of original Dark Souls content we're going to cover. Yeah, it's that's important. the last time I have to make up an adjective for favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got more episodes coming. No, I know, but I, I guess that's true, and I do that yeah. for all. Uh, yeah, for you know, everything. Games, yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, this week we are continuing our discussion of. Can the, I real quick? Yeah. Can I put a pin in that and, and tell you what? My initial, the reason why that happened is because I was going to say a slave favorite and then felt like it was inappropriate. Oh, oh do you want me to edit that yeah. out? No, no, it's okay. Cause I didn't, I didn't say it. I just said, it. I was going oh, to say. Yeah. so that's why that, oh, that so didn't get bring was so weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, but I don't think that was funny or anything. <laughs> no, no. I'm just it's... letting you know what my first instinct was yeah. and then why I stopped myself. <laughs> just giving everybody a peek what was going on in my mind. Yeah. I was trying to make up something on the spot. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like sl yeah. like slaves are inherently something you can't talk about. Like they get, we're going to talk about slaves, like yeah, and yeah. there's a slave night. But that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Then you know, second guess myself. Yeah, so uh, always believe in yourself, kids. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, um, yep. and a yeah. lot of shots are taken in this uh, in this portion of the Ring City <laughs> DLC. That is a brilliant segue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've done this for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to be proud of that. Uh, no, it's uh, but yeah, we're continuing continuing our discussion of the Ringed City DLC, uh, transitioning from the Dreg Heap to the Ringed City uh, proper. And as you heard, we are joined once more by uh, by Richard Pilbeam. Thank you for uh, for sticking around. Thank you for inviting me on. For, for like the benefit of people listening, like this is going to be a week after the previous one, but it's like ten minutes later for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this enters you into the Four Timers Club. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're in the oh three timers club. Now you're in the four timers club. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm 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 really like honored that you asked me on like the last episode. Oh yeah, no yeah. no problem. I'm I'm really happy you agreed to be on, and and yeah. it's uh it's worked out. Like uh, having uh you know finding your stuff and then uh you know kind of becoming internet buddies with you and stuff has been one of many yeah uh, kind of things, but it's been really great. Like it's been a nice thing about doing the show. So yeah yeah um, thank but, you yeah same yeah yeah um Yay. but uh but but Richard does the uh, the Bloodborne up close videos and several other Bloodborne and Dark Souls related lore kind three. of things uh Dark Souls three uh lore related things on the Jerks on Frontiers um um I, I always pronounce that wrong uh YouTube channel anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. You gotta you do like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and just call it GSF. Yes. Yeah, I'm like fine with G. that. It's what I've become called on the internet now. <laughs> it's, it's, Sup, Jeff? Yeah, is, is, is that what you put in an, on high score list? um so last time like i said we uh went through the drag uh drag heap we saw uh, a bunch of different strata of different kind of areas and times and periods kind of uh, gathering amalgamating at the end of the world uh in complete ruin um and we fought the uh the demon prince or you know some monsters that turned into the demon prince and we traveled through the hole where uh kath or uh yeah yep kath is the right one right whichever one you make friends with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one you make friends with, yes. Um, we go through that, and uh, we're picked up by some uh, gargoyles, uh, our, our, our old familiar friends from uh, Enerlando and, uh, uh, gosh, uh, what's what's the place? The Undead Settlement. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they drag us uh, to the city proper, which is anything but, um, I mean, it's ruined, but it is not as ruined as what we have seen so far. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. The last episode we covered one boss. This time we're gonna cover three, so we're gonna move at a little bit of a quicker pace. Um, as we mentioned yeah. in the last one, the uh, these last couple episodes are kind of our last chance for a kind of summations on mm -hmm. Dark Souls Three. We have uh, your responses to the Ring City and stuff, but this being the last piece of content on the uh, of the game, you know, seems appropriate. Yeah. Um, this first area is the Outer World Wall, which uh, kind of continuing a theme is incredibly beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We're seeing this kind of um, lots of flowers. Uh, you know, kind of growing up around these graves we can see down below. And then this kind of new uh, new architecture, these kind of domed spires. Um, it is kind of like yeah. a more lush and pretty. Um, it kind of recalls like several different areas. Yeah, it looks a little like Ulaseal. Yeah. yeah. If you imagine Ulaseal prior to everything going to shit, it looks kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just I love again the color palette of this at least uh, from a distance is this kind of burnt orange you know kind of being taken over by this yeah. fresh green growth. You just haven't seen that so far. Yeah, 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 and and you know so and you also see like a big uh, kind of city uh, off in the distance that you don't really go to. It's the upper part. We're we're going to almost universally be moving down uh, into the street level um, as we as we kind of go about this. Um, but we have an NPC who we meet right away. Um, hey, remember the pygmies? No. Um, <laughs> kind of. I, I mean, I felt like that was over, <sighs> but I guess I suppose not. You felt like that was what? Over. Like we had, we had kind of dealt with those guys. Yeah. No. You know, they were so so far in the past to be. You know, right. Not. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you forgot about them because they're furtive. Uh, no. Here you find um, somebody who kind of. Uh, Asks you a question. He asks you who you serve. This is a corrupted pygmy lord. Um, and if you say yes, I serve the lord. He doesn't. Or I serve. Uh, I serve God. He he doesn't believe you. He gets angry. You know, like what mm -hmm. God would somebody as pitiful as you serve? Um, stuff like that. And he knows that you're here 
to seek the Darkseid, and he gives you your, your quest to go to Philianor's church. I kind of feel like um, I would have preferred this guy switched with the Stonehum Hag. Because mm. I feel like meeting this guy at the start and him saying, like, you know, hey, all this horrible shit is going down in the Ring City. You need to seek Philianor's church at the very beginning of this would have given it a mm-hmm. lot more, like, structure and impetus. Yeah. Rather than what we get, which is, like, someone saying, oh, I guess you're here for the Dark Soul. Why not keep <laughs> going? Yeah. But, like, now, now we actually have an objective, which is seek Philianor's church, which we didn't really have before. It was just falling. Yeah. Um, I would have yeah. liked to have started looking for Philianor before I knew she was Gwen's youngest daughter that we never heard about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We <laughs> yeah. We, we shall uh, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we shall talk. Um, yeah. uh, but, so this guy also talks to you. Um, kind of talks about the different people who uh, who have sent or have started into the Ring City. Is that correct? No, or is you, there a, I'm thinking of the later guy. Yeah, you're thinking you're, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of somebody later. Um, this yeah, guy, yeah, he's, he, he's not having any of it. He's corrupted, so he doesn't. You know, he like he, he's working counter to the design of this place. I'll cut in the dialogue here because I really enjoy it. He is talking about Philianor here. Her slumber is a deceit, a lid covering an overgrown privy, a prop to keep thee from the dark soul of thine desire. <laughs> If thou art yet human, the urge will soon begin to swell, to curse the gods and bring ruin upon this accursed heap of dung. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, like that. That is that is evocative and cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move forward here, and uh, even though you know we have not started over our count, because as we get down to this little graveyard down in the the bottom. Um, and this is this is uh, a semi kind of funny fuck you moment. Like Specials <laughs> likes to do these. Fuck- yeah, I, I laugh. Like it, it's still frustrating. I'm my patience for these fuck you fuck you moment moments is not limitless, you know. But to have a thousand ghost archers just pop up and one shot me, like as soon as I get down here, right after a boss, uh, I did laugh. It is mechanic number yeah. five to keep running though. So because uh, we're entering in something that is very similar to the angel thing. <laughs> um, this is running from yeah. cover to cover yeah. from from projectiles like we just did that like it is weird how one note uh this early section of this dlc is yeah you know it's it's a bit different like it doesn't articulate exactly the same way but it's a design space it's like the go kill the summoner uh, or go kill the you know the, the locus of this thing that is harrying you mm-hmm um, you know, and that's, it's just a lot of that concentrated in one space. Yeah. Um, and, and, but it's worth it because we get the backstory of the ruined Sentinels, yeah. which I know everyone has been losing sleep <laughs> like, over since 2014. Yep. You remember, remember that boss? <laughs> Finally, <laughs> that boss that was, that was so unnotable that it just became regular, regular enemies. Um, yeah, no, they, 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 they were going after the dark soul too. Uh, so Vendrick. Uh, even though we basically saw every single possible angle of his designs and fighting the curse, we never heard about this. I mean, I, I'm giving them shit because they obviously didn't think about, they didn't yeah, have this, this in mind, planned. you know, like they, they, they didn't plan it. Um, they like it, the, they like the way the armor looked. Yes. And so the, they, they, they took it. Um, and it, it doesn't hurt anything, but it also, again, is one of these kind of shallow, uh, these shallow grabs at Dark Souls 2, a game that I have a lot of affection for. Yeah. yeah, like th- this was to me like the third "oh that wouldn't happen" moment because mm. they were shown off in the trailers and everyone was saying, "Oh, the ruined sentinels are back," and I'm like, "It's not the ruined sentinels," because <laughs> yeah. like th- that very distinctive helmet, like that is a real helmet. It's used for jousting, and like, hey, they just like that helmet design. They've yeah. just brought some good. No, it's actually the ruined. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, we'll find. Fuck like, it. It, it, it's it's not necessarily like 
the one they're not necessarily tied to Vendrick is the thing because it talks about like these knights were sent here and then their design inspired golems of a later age so if you accept that the ruined sentinels that we fight in the bastille are golems then it's like this this is something that i guess predated vendrick and he just mm-hmm. never learned about that i guess i'm just desperately trying to make sense of this yeah well i mean yeah, Ven- vendrick works. has them in the basement of his castle as well and they they they, yeah. they, they, they yeah. rise open you know they're they're in the golem room um with, yeah. with, with that it's alluded to to be an old king um and i am not uh charitable enough to dark sorcery lore to uh, have them <laughs> to have them mention a king um you know okay yeah. so king <laughs> not a lord because a lord would have been gwyn or one of the other you know lords uh <laughs> no an old king would be vendrick because fuck you there is only one notable king yeah yeah it, it, i mean it could be nobody or it could be like neither is satisfying is the point mm-hmm yeah. You know, neither neither adds a whole lot to yeah. this thing. It is it is literally they liked the armor, and yeah. that's why they made this choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does not it does not enrich my understanding of Dark Souls Two. It does not enrich my understanding of the Ring City. Nope. Um, it's just there. It is good armor. Um, you get it. Um, it it's cool yeah. looking. Like I've always liked the 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 Ruined Sentinels armor. I even don't mind the Ruined Sentinels. They're hated as I don't even mind them in Dark Souls Two. I'm on the record as not minding those guys. <laughs> the um. And even this part, I don't hate if it hadn't come on the heels of all these other run as fast as you can yeah. parts. Yeah. Like, this is kind of interesting. So the way this articulates, and that's a little bit different, is they're on this rhythm. Um, this adjudicator giant uh, summons them, and they shoot at you from all angles. They kind of come from everywhere, and you're finding these little pockets in these gravestones where you're covered. Mm-hmm. Um, from all mm. angles yeah uh they they shoot enough volleys to where you can't really like i didn't have enough stability to block through them and i have a no, fully upgraded no. reasonable shield <laughs> so um you know you had to find these kind of places the way it articulates is very trial and error um yeah, you know because yeah. i i definitely found myself in a couple places where i thought i was safe and then would get kind of hit in the back because you know i didn't wasn't in the right spot yeah um until i eventually figured it out and then the part of it that makes it so like one, I don't like that it comes right after the angels Two, when you finally make. So you kind of make your way to the right. You fall down this little drop as the way I did it. You can actually make your way up the graves as well. Yeah. Um, climb up this thing. They give you a couple of knights to fight uh, as well, which feels a little bit unnecessary. But you go up there. Then the adjudicator giant also summons a melee character and does melee attacks. And when you kill him, <laughs> he respawns. Yep. Like, yeah. I don't know why the adjudicator giant responds. That's that's so that, misguided that to me. To me. It's like. And there's multiple adjudicators and they all respawn and it is mm-hmm. such, like I I just ran past this guy, but there's one later on who I actually put time into killing from range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I found out later on he just comes back again. And I'm like, what? Why are you I doing just, this? Yeah, I just I just don't I don't get that. Yeah. Like that just seems that seems like a really bad choice to me because this is this is a set piece. You know, it's not like a, a fight fight. Mm-hmm. This is not a, yeah. a cool battle. This is like a puzzle. Yeah. You know, and get, you're get past the puzzle. Once. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm only going to get, you know, I just need to get to that next bonfire. But I wanted to, you know, if I did die between here and there, because like, you know, the game, this this area is hard. Um, having to do it again is frustrating. And if I want to go back and explore, I have to like meticulously clear it out Yeah. again. And there are items uh, out there. Uh, nothing yeah. really that great, but, uh, you know, it's going to tempt you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, like if, if you kill the adjudicated giant, you can go like underneath the platform he's in. Mm-hmm. And there's just like mm-hmm. a hidden blessing there, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I was really expecting nothing... that to be something cooler too. It, yeah. it looks I mean, like it, an important tomb. Yeah, it is the hidden hidden blessing. It's the double hidden. Yeah. Blessing. <laughs> um, 
Um, so just to put, put to pile maybe a teaspoon of sugar on this bile. Um, this is technically very impressive. I love the way this, the, the, that this looks when you have these, you know, what feels like hundreds and is probably more like 30, um, translucent orange nights appear all at once and aim at a single place and fire, uh, kind of in lockstep. Uh, mm -hmm. that is something new. I haven't seen that. Um, yeah. and it is something that feels like it is taking advantage of, you know, the, 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 the power of whatever system this is made for, right? Like yeah. that, 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 like that is cool and good you know all of this other stuff aside it is pretty and it's impressive it definitely looks cool yeah you know this whole thing is a cool looking set piece uh as is just the way it articulates is not my fave yeah and then the fact that these things come back when you're also dealing with a thousand other things at the same time like <laughs> the next one of these you you run into bothers me more yeah because this yeah. one is laid out like a puzzle with these little safety spots on the way and you have to kind of pathfind. the second one is in a huge open area mm -hmm. and like you that makes it easier to dodge a little bit but it, you know, it's on top of other gameplay conceits. Yeah, like you could theoretically be fighting a boss from Dark Souls Three at the same time you're dealing with this <laughs> uh, in that next area where these yeah. show up. So it's like all of that kind of adds up. That's not explicitly a mechanic that makes you not want to fight, but it certainly makes me not want to fight. And it ended up being that like I just ended up not experiencing a lot of the DLC. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't stop and like check it. You know, I explored and everything, but I didn't stop and take it in my usual kind of heuristic of like clear this out and explore it meticulously, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which yeah. I just didn't do, um, you know, because it was too discouraging. It was too frustrating to do. And then to have them respawn, it's like, you know, you make one little fuck up between bonfires or you don't, you just make it to the next bonfire and heal. And yeah. if you want to go back and, and check some stuff out, well, yeah, that's what happened to me because like I, there's one later on who's up, uh, on like an elevated platform and you can snipe him from the back. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Sniper spot. I'll kill this mm -hmm. guy so when I go back up, he's not going to be there. And, of course, I rested a bonfire. And then thinking he wouldn't respawn because that would be bad game design. And then I pop out the top and he's still there. <laughs> yeah. That, that scene, it, I, I don't yeah. get it. The other thing, like, you're talking about, like, like, set pieces and vistas and things, is that we can see in the distance this tower that's, like, th this bonfire is called Mausoleum Overlook. Um I'm like I had no idea what this tower was, and I was posting on Twitter like, "What is this?" And uh, a guy called Candidate who had, does a, a Dark Souls three channel, he said, "Well, the bonfire is called Mausoleum Overlook, so it's looking at that. Presumably, the mausoleum is that tower, but like we never go there." Um, mm. And like Vati has a video where he like he uses a mod to clip inside it, and it's empty, and you <laughs> see it at the very very end. Like um, there was a theory that's where we fight the final boss, but. When you fight the final boss, that tower is actually still there intact. So I'm just mm. like, I have no clue, like, what? Because it's one of those things that's, like, played up in the marketing. Like, it's it's on, like, the promotional material. That tower is the focus, and it, there's nothing in it, and it does nothing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, You eventually, you know, you get past this guy, and this is when we run into that, um, you know, you're heading through the outer walls uh, here of this kind of area, and we run into these uh, Lothric thief characters. Um, who kind of shove you off again, it's traps on traps on traps. Like, yeah. um, you know, but again, like I've, I've gone through, uh, uh the, the cathedral. So I know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I know not to get pushed off this shit. Um, and you run into the, the NPC that I was thinking of earlier. Yes. Who kind of lays out and tells you who's come before you. Yeah. I love this, this area. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I, I like this. So this is a white face priest. Um, it's kind of a locust man. 
um, who is peeking furtively out from a, uh, around a corner. I didn't intentionally use furtively, but it works. Um, <laughs> um, and he starts telling you, like, hey, fear I'll just cut this in. Many of us are by the fire, forsaken. I speak of thine kind and mine. Behold this city. We are kindred, but like two eyes which gaze upon the other. One was a wayfaring knight on an endless forbidden search. Only the abyss granted closure, if not reunion with his beloved. Fear not the dark, my friend. And let the feast begin. Can I, can I talk about how much I love, like, this NPC to me kind of redeems the whole DLC for me because oh. of one line reading? Sure. Because yeah. there is a bit where you meet him and he's, he talks about various characters who you've met throughout the game. And he starts talking about someone who's, like, kind of implied to be Irina of Kareem. And, he, and, like, the way she talks about there's dark creatures nibbling at my flesh. And he talks about her and he says, She lived in fear of the dark of the things that gnawed at her flesh. And yet, the abyss hath yet to produce any such creature. And he's so, like, pedantic and irritated. Like, he's just, like, on Twitter all day, like, furious at all this, like, bullshit people are saying about the abyss that's not true. He's got to correct them. He's like, hashtag fake news, fuck this. And he's like, is that one reading, it's like... Like, one of the things the Souls games are great at is investing little bits of humanity in monsters, and just the fact that there's this, like, fucking horrible locust monster, and he's just annoyed. It's just yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it would be, if he, if he were a more prominent character, it'd be a great fake Twitter account. I, I, where it's just I, him complaining I, about like, stuff I, in that kind of I voice. Want him, like, I want him in other areas of the game just, like, complaining about everything. Uh, oh my gosh, why does this elevator go up? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm pretty sure the guy doing the voiceover didn't know he was voicing a locust, so he's just a guy. <laughs> but, but again, though, to to your point, though, like you know, them giving that the monsters kind of the humanity, um, that would be that's a strong directorial choice if they didn't tell him he was a locust. Yeah, you know, they didn't say like, "Hey, do a locust voice" or anything. They're like, "Hey, you're you're a priest." Yeah, just well, do a might, voice he like that. Known, he just did it this way. I don't know. Yeah, but like, because he, yeah. he does say like, you know, they do talk about eating a lot, like. Fear not the dark and let the feast begin. Yeah, it's um, like there is the, there's uh, a the hunger Corby. motif with yeah. these guys. Yeah, the the like again the Corvians and Ariandel like they just talk like normal people. They're not doing yeah. like screechy bird voices. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't know how intentional it is, but it, it works really well. That these they just this is just normal. Yeah, I love it. So he so he does talk about a couple different people, um, including uh, he mentions this uh, this wayfar wayfaring knight uh, that is we're going to run into, which is another Dark Souls two. Mm -hmm. uh, callback, yeah. yeah. uh, which could be Alva, who we've we've seen uh, before, and this weird kind of little side story that was told in item descriptions in Dark yeah. Souls Two gets articulated uh, fully. But he mentions like several different people, yeah, uh, yeah, here, uh, just yeah. kind of like laying out the people who have come before because this is again a convergence. Well, he he's um described as like the locusts are described as being um preachers who like they give these sermons to lure people into the dark. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's that's what he's doing. He's saying, like, all these people have come and, like, the ones who feared the dark were wrong to fear it and the ones who embraced it were right. So you have mm -hmm. to follow this example and embrace the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it explicitly says, like, they, they're supposed to do that unless except they get too hungry and stop. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is, again, a real re relatable uh, human <laughs> yeah. thing that pops up here where it's like, oh, you know, I like I, there's lots of things I should do, but I just, you know, instead have sandwiches. Like most of the yeah. sandwiches I've had, I could be doing something more productive with my life. 
<laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and like the, the hostile ones that you kill, they like pretty frequently drop dung. So mm-hmm. it's like they're just eating like the rot of the ring city yeah. rather than giving mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So uh, this, is, this is a new manifestation of corruption. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is the first time we've seen people turn into bugs as a result of uh, of proximity to or alignment with the dark. But again, we're just kind of along for the ride at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we run into Lap again after we talk to this guy um, up near this this bonfire. He tells you again what he wants to do. And he says, like, ah, oh, there's nothing for it. Let's have a drink. And gives you a Siegbrow, uh, which is the beer in this area, which it's not just like Siegmeier's special brew. Uh, you can go and buy Siegbrow at like places or just pick it up somehow. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, or he stole it from Siegmeier when he trapped him in that well and has been keeping this for yeah. millennia. Yep, it's been bottle aged. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's 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 how I took it because he says like this is my last like brew and I'm going to share it with you. Yes. Again, yeah. so, so selfless. Get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we're going to see him again later, obviously, and uh, we've got these Lothric knights or these Lothric thieves here as well. As we descend um, into kind of the next area, these gardens and the stairs. Again, this is very pretty. We're down here with these flowers that look, that look like the field at the end of Bloodborne. Um, yep. You know, we've got uh, you know climbing ivy and things like that. Um, and this uh, uh, garden is also uh, ringed by these uh, statues of kind of gaunt people carrying these large rings uh, in a similar yeah. design to uh, the tombstones um, of the um, uh, on the road of sacrifices. And the um, no, no, the, the, the ring design, it's the ring that's forms the top of the sword of a vowel that we get from uh, the Londor quest. Hmm. It's that without the sword attached. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a recurring design throughout. Like Vardy talked about this before it came out. But like, if you look at the city, like all the roofs and buildings have that same ring design all over them. So presumably yeah. like, like, I think, um, I think like the ringed city, it's more like it's the city of the ring. And that's the ring that we're supposed to be like, it's the city of that ring. Like yeah. that's that's what mm. the city is built around. Yeah, yeah. Rather because than it's necessarily not, ring. Yeah, yeah. It's not ring shaped, which is what I initially thought of. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of ring shaped, but parts fallen off because yeah. like that degree. The when you look to that mausoleum tower, it's like just nothing. Like there's just clouds. Yeah. Well, what's interesting though about that being the ring that's on that uh that sword, um, because you know we all thought we were going to go to uh, you know to to well, Londor. Because that yeah. would make sense. Because <laughs> that would make sense. It's not Londor, but that is a weird connection to Londor. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a you bunch know? of other Londor connections, like as we go along. Yeah, like, it's, it's one of those things like this thematic resonance, but it doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah, new. it's a strange choice because it, on the surface it's pretty neat. Like it's a really cool image. Those statues are good, a good image. Yeah. you know, and that that's a, it's a nice like thematic like oh like people are literally carrying the cycle like it is it is weighing on them yeah you know yeah, this, it, this is like, uh yeah the the physical embodiment of the dark sign as like this sort of this like weight you have to carry with you that's yeah. like keeping you yeah that's super cool it's just why is it the one from the sword from this wedding from this <laughs> thing that we didn't really get to go experience or go visit um that's an odd choice because well, all that that's the, they're connected though because like the whole londor thing is to do with like the primordial serpents and like the dark and this is where like the pygmies are sealed in their serpent statues here so like there are connections here that can be mm. made but we're not really told anything explicitly and yeah 
That, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess well, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. you know because there are you know obviously the dark and and pygmies. You know, city of the pygmies is always going to be connected to the dark, and Londor yeah. is connected to Kath, who is also connected to the dark. Yeah. It's just you know connections without us actually going there. And I wonder, you know, how hard it would have been to make that more explicit or to make this londor or make us go through londor on the way here yeah you know if you have this kind of convergence like yeah well i mean londor kind of is implied to have to be newer than than, uh yeah Yeah. the ring city you know like the ring city is as old as anything you know yeah yeah i mean at least maybe the the you know the dark souls three layer of the strata you know above that would have been a cool way to do it because even though it wouldn't have been dark souls three it would have been concurrent chronologically Mm -hmm. um you know and so you know, and then then you could have had a chronological connection between that because if the descendants of these pygmies eventually ended up in Londor, you know, or people who worship the same god, it would make sense mm-hmm. for them yeah. to have the same kind of iconography. Yeah, which you can kind of see here. It just it would have just maybe drawn that line a little bit thicker, yeah. a little bit bolder, I guess. I am fine with Londor being explained slash not explained to the degree it already was in the base game mm-hmm. but then this adds a bunch of little extra like resonances with londor that sort of now it's pushed over into like well you, you you've sort of developed this to the point where like i'm gonna be annoyed that you haven't developed it further rather than just leaving it like it was it's seven seventy percent yeah it's at the profane yeah. the yeah. profane flame level yeah. yeah maybe not quite as intense as the profane flame but yeah. no no i don't think anything is that <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's 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 probably the the number one number one thing on your bingo board. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I think I, I referenced a bunch on Twitter, but uh <laughs> Richard made um when he first streamed this, he made a bingo board of things from Dark Souls three that they could wrap up in the DLC. Um <laughs> yeah. and it's and then it's a I pretty just, good read. I decided, I decided uh, at the last minute not to use it. And uh-huh. I'm glad I did, because nothing's <laughs> yeah. wrapped up at all. So the whole comic premise of the bingo board <laughs> wouldn't have worked. Yeah, nobody gets a bingo. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So the um, we ran into our first uh, ringed knight down here. Um, these things are pretty cool. Uh, these are knights. They kind of look a little bit like dark wraiths. So they have similar armor yeah. uh, yes. on them. And the most striking feature, though, is a gigantic uh, dark sign yeah. kind of burned into their chest. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it's a gaping hole um, yeah. with, a, with, with a fiery rim. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very striking design. And these guys are very fun to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they've got three varieties. They've got like a great sword, um, a dual great sword and, um, uh, oh gosh, pikes. Right. And, uh, the ones that, uh, have shields, their shields are actually, uh, modeled after dragon's heads and they will use those as like a little flamethrowers. Yeah. 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 And you can get that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're neat in the way that they contrast with the Herald Knights because like the, what we're told about these ring knights is that because they, they're sealed with the fire of the dark sign. Mm-hmm. That stops them like succumbing. Yeah. So like you have the Harold Knights who weren't like they they couldn't contain their humanity and they bloated into these giant like vine monsters. Yeah. And then you contrast that with the Ring Knights who because they have that seal on them it prevents them from becoming that. Yeah. And they're like reasonably normal looking like like they look like like non corrupted dark wraiths like their armor isn't falling apart and they don't have weird branches growing off them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, 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 they are this way because. You know, from back towards the beginning of time, when they made art, when they made gear out of abyssal material, um, yeah. it was seen to be corrupting. So, like, they are kind of like fused to it, um, or like you said, sealed uh, with this uh, with, with this mark that kind of puts them forever in the service. 
Yeah, and it the, ties back into the notion of the dark, the dark sign itself as like I'm. This is the gods sealing away like the latent power of humanity with the sign. No, to stop them becoming manis, kind of. To make a really obscure but very apt comparison uh, with the Herald Knights and these guys, it's like the Marvel Comics character Chamber, uh, who is a X Men guy who's like the regular version. His face kind of exploded, and he's got he doesn't have a lower jaw. He just has this energy that comes out of his chest. Oh. And that's like the Herald Knights, but the in the Age of Apocalypse uh, crossover <laughs> push, pushes up glasses. Um, he's just It just came out of his chest, and he just has a ring in his chest where the energy can come out of. Oh. So it's this controlled version of it. Um, so yeah. Chamber, Marvel, Marvel 616 Chamber is as to Herald Knights, <laughs> as Age of Apocalypse <laughs> Chamber is as to Ring Knights. Yeah. You made a he's hand- a future cast on DuckFeed.tv. You, you, you made a handful of people very happy. Yeah, I'm very, uh, if I, you know, that's what I'm going for is depth, not breath. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. But these guys are good. Like, they're, they're fun, challenging fights. Like, their their weapons get supercharged. You, you can pick up the Ring Knight paired greatswords, which are mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of fun to fight with. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, I, I was I was a, a, a dex cuck during this. <laughs> but if I, if, I, if I wasn't, if I had the, the, the proper Dark Souls 3 build, I would have mm-hmm. really enjoyed using those. Yeah, yeah. I only had to juice, like, one stat. They've got, like, a, um, a follow-on stat to strength that you need to, mm. uh, that you need to run. Um, but, yeah, like, I picked these things up, and they were uh, a, a good deal um, of fun, and they were also effective. Yeah. Um, this is also where we get our first hint that we're definitely going to run into uh, Alva, because on this bridge, we run into the Black Witch set. Yes. Um, yep. Which tells us about the story of Zuli. Um, who we mentioned who seduced Alva and ended up traveling with him. Uh, it is said that Zuli the witch, who was never loved nor loved another, experienced all manner of misfortune, and yet in the end found purpose in life, which is nice. Um, we're going to yeah. be invaded by by Alva <laughs> yeah. uh, once we get over to the, kind of this corner area. They, they, they found purpose in life, making a run on a city and then being forced into eternal service as pale shadows of their former selves. Yes. Yeah, as, as, yeah. So it There was that whole thing about like, is um, is Carla, is she Zuli? Is she mm. like another incarnation? And like it, this, this kind of like says no, she's not. Like he did actually yeah. find Zuli, the same Zuli from Dark Souls Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, circular bell tower comes up with a new enemy, which is the um, I think sixth mechanic designed to keep you moving, um, which are these clerics, uh, who I actually like fighting these things. They mm-hmm. are. They're similar to clerics. They have the stone on their back, similar to the launder pilgrims, except they're you know mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like turtles. Yep. They are little tiny yeah. uh, ninja turtle enemies. And they're very uh, quick. <laughs> they're super super quick little scuttly turtle boys. And the way their attack works is they summon this uh, energy field under you, and you have a second to move. Right. Uh, to yeah. continue on, or it will hurt you. Um, I think fight again, like a lot of Dark Souls Three Ring City enemies. I think these guys are fun to fight in kind of small numbers. When you go to a mm. bunch of them, they get frustrating because they can heal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when they start that, doing mix-ups, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, these things with the uh, the ring knight down at the bottom is is a bit much for me. The healing thing like really irritated me when I was trying to fight them because I would get them down to like a sliver and then they just retreat into their shell and they fully <laughs> heal themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like a turtle does. Yeah, exactly. I've got this turtle yeah. I've been trying to kill for like 30 years. <laughs> trying and to get like, his treasure? <laughs> yeah, trying to, trying to suck out that treasure. And every time I hurt him. <laughs> yeah, he retracts into his into his little house. I just need to run him over with a car and be done with it. Oh, like, you found you found a hospital turtle. It's, yeah, it's just a hospital. It's not a house. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, it's, 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 this, this doctor makes house calls. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, uh, the thing that like uh, irritates me about these guys, and I can, I can again, I can understand maybe how somebody would like this. They start uh, kind of peppering them around in hidden and obscure places, uh, so you will just be progressing along, and then all of a sudden the ring shows up beneath you and you start yeah. getting hurt. If you want to get rid of them, you have to seek them out. And oftentimes they are um, uh, inaccessible or sometimes they're inaccessible um, or you have to, yeah. you know, go to great lengths to, uh, to kind of root them out. So, you know, again, they've taken them from being enemies and, and, and turned them into environmental hazards because they, yeah. they don't need line of sight. Right. So just think about like, even people who like this DLC, like, think about how weird it is that they've used this design space three times now. <laughs> like, the hunt down the thing that is hurting you from a distance the mechanic that, like, in previous games would be one area would be kind of based around this. And here we, in the space of just a couple hours, we've dealt with three enemies that have a variation of that. <laughs> it's yeah. very strange. Two of like, which it's a, respawn a and one of which can become invincible and heal itself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a super, super weird choice. And it's like, individually i like these guys it's just i think this next area that we're going to get to is one of the worst designed areas in the series <laughs> um, i think this is some of the worst encounter design is the stairwell at the bottom of this thing so like i ran down the spiral shape uh thing um it should be noted too this is very linear actually yeah um, once we yeah. get to this point so it's like you just kind of funnel forward so running you know doesn't actually you know it makes sense you're not gonna run into a lot of dead ends mm -hmm. um you get to the stairwell that i think is uh terrible yeah um, yes. it is, it is just crawling, uh, with enemies. So there are a couple of these priest guys that will be hanging around. There aren't very many, but there are enough. Um, there are the, uh, the Merkmen that shoot spells mm -hmm. at you. Um, there are, I mean, there's something that does projectiles. I can't remember if it's those guys or if it's, it's another guy. It's a little guy. like, um, like hollow clerics shooting lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. are lightning clerics and there are a lot of them. Um, yeah. And then there are, as you go down, it triggers a bunch of these Herald Knights walking up the stairs who kind of chain pull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the, the, the really bad thing about this is at the top of that staircase yes. Good God. is an important NPC <laughs> through a doorway <laughs> who you talk to once. But because of the encounter design, unless you think to clear out the whole area before you talk to her, which no one is going to do unless they know beforehand that there's fucking like seven Herald Knights here. Mm -hmm. Um, the Herald Knights will show up when you are like halfway through the first sentence. You have no option but to cancel out and fight them or die. And yeah. then, so you have no idea what she's saying. And like, there yeah. are prompts where she's asking you questions. Yep. Yeah. Like, who yeah, do you use? And I'm like, I don't fuck shit. And I'm just like, rolling know. out of the way. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> it, that is 100% why she's behind a door. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, that feels like such a, like, a weird little band aid to be like, oh, we, you know, one of, one of those two things doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, having this, because pre usually when there's an NPC, any NPC, they're in pretty unpopulated areas because they know you're going to want to yeah. talk to them. This is an extremely rare thing, and it's like it speaks well to the rest of the series, even in Dark Souls three base game, that this doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. usually the there's kind of a separation like, of space. Um, eventually, after you do a bunch of stuff in the DLC, that door will open, and you can go in that room. And the Harold mm -hmm. Knights are leached, so they won't go in it. <laughs> so if that door wasn't there, you could just run in there and snipe the Harold Knights without any threat. Yeah, yeah, which they, like, they clearly didn't want to do. They want you to run by them, yeah. and you know. And not like, them like because what, sucks. one of them is placed well, which is the one directly beneath you because it encourages you to do a, to notice he's there and do a plunging attack on him. Mm. But then, like as you go down, they they literally like they start spawning in. They're not even there initially. They crawl out of the swamp. Yeah, and it's yeah. just a nightmare. 
I was very surprised. Like I knew there would be a couple of the early, you know, I saw a couple of them and I was like, Oh man, that sucks. That's a lot of these fuckers. Um, <laughs> and then when more of them showed up, like from around the corner, like that is when I had just, you know, pulled out my hair and, and, and ultimately gave up. Like this whole area became this weird, mad dash because I went and fought, uh, the seeker of the spurned, like went and fought Alva, um, went yeah. and talked to, to Shira and just did it doing these like large concentric circles around the door, <laughs> clicking talk and trying to get through as much dialogue as I could before I had to dodge out of the way, uh, which is not a good way to like read about this character that they're trying to, you know, that has some, I guess, some sense of pathos. I, I don't really like Shira that much, yeah. but like there's a little bit, I guess, to Shira, like that's kind of interesting. And I didn't get a chance to actually talk to her because of the shit. So. I don't know. I, I hate the stairwell so much. It goes yeah. on. It's long, too. It's not just like a yeah. small stairwell. There's several different landings and little outcroppings from it. Yeah. And again, yeah. like the landings and the outcroppings would have worked as a way to do plunging attacks on Harold Knights if there hadn't been that many Harold Knights. And also the clerics that are doing the yes. non-line of sight automatic damage and also <laughs> the clerics that are shooting lightning at you. The line of sight and, and, automatic oh God, damage. And, and also the, um, which we haven't mentioned yet, the... Um, there are other variations on that cleric that do passive curse damage if they're just anywhere near you. Yes. And oh they can God. stick to ceilings. Mm-hmm. So you won't, you'll just start getting cursed, yep. not understand where it is and realize it's above you. And curse, if you recall, uh, just kills you. <laughs> yeah. Like curse yeah. is a real big deal in this. Any one of these things on their own would be okay, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, guess, I don't know if five or six, you know, seven Herald Knights <laughs> is ever going to be okay. Be much. <laughs> yeah. You know, but other than that, like, you know, the idea of these curse things like that are around and maybe sometimes they hurt you like, oh, I have to I have to hunt them down. Um, that's fine. You know, like I, I like that. Like, oh, look around for the thing that's cursing me. I like the curse pots and Dark Souls, too. Like, mm-hmm. I can dig that. Yeah. Um, You know, but all of it together, I think, is way too much. Yeah, you, you, you can't go looking for the things because the Herald Knights are chasing you. Yeah. And you can't fight the Herald Knights properly because there's too many of them and things are cursing you. And it's just this like horrible, like collision of shit. I've been quiet, but you guys are summing up my thoughts. This is this is very very poorly <laughs> yeah. considered. It, yeah. it, it's just it's frustrating because like I want to stop and explore because that is one of the big primary yeah. drivers of me playing Dark Souls. Is like I mm-hmm. want to check out all these nooks and crannies. You know, yeah. I I've, I feel like I've said it every season, but like one of my favorite things about Dark Souls, get to the bottom of some stairs. There's going to be something cool under the stairs if you think to look. Like yeah. it's such yeah. a small thing, but I really love it. Yeah. You know, and this uh, this flies in the face of that to me. And it just weirdly like the idea that they're selling this as a city, but the actual city component is kind of tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it is a swamp and caves. And like, like if you look at the cities in the soul series that are like undead Berg, um, you, you get a sense of like what that place was like before it went bad. And like Volatari is a really good example where like, you can tell exactly like this is a real castle and like Yarnum as well. This is a real city. Um, you look at the ring city and it's like, I don't know who, like, how did this work? Like, it's basically mm-hmm. just a really long staircase and yeah. some bridges. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe the and habitable. Know, did people live here? <laughs> the habitable parts are, are all sunken. <laughs> um, what we're seeing is like weird yeah. public yeah, works and fortifications. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's, it still interrupts like what you're you know, talking about, like sense of place. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, this, I'm, I'm yeah. not being an apologist. I'm just giving the yeah. uh, I'm, I'm giving the explanation that a bonfire name yeah. <laughs> gives. Yeah, and again, it, you can explain it that way. That doesn't mm-hmm. make it like a yeah. good choice. Like, mm-hmm. I would much rather have seen a city that felt feels like a city. Like, we know people live yeah. here. There are kings of this place. It yeah. doesn't feel anything like that. And that's or, or even just like a weird abstract environment that was cool on its own. 
Yeah. Like, like I really like Broom Tower in mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2. That makes absolutely zero sense. I have no idea how they went to work in the morning. But, <laughs> like, that's a really... It's like this almost Zelda-like level of abstraction with all these, like, lifts and pulleys and things that's cool to navigate, even though it doesn't make practical sense as a place. And this is, like, it. it's not cool to navigate, and it also doesn't make practical sense. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's talk about Shira for a second, even though we're going to get more of her yes. a little bit yeah. later, too. Yeah, um, so Shira is somebody who is kind of an, at- an attendant um, to Philianor, right? She's at the top of the house, and she asks you the name of God, and the answer that you can give is Gwyn. Um, it is very weird to see Gwyn um, brought up at all, uh, just because he hasn't factored yeah. in since since game one and was never really, you know, his name is not invoked in, in Dark Souls 3, um, the main body of it anyway. Um, and she reiterates, um, Hey, don't bother the princess again, contradicting, uh, the, the, the pygmy that, uh, that you talked to on the way in, um, you know, and says, basically gives you a quest, uh, for what to do because this city is also under the protection of a dragon, uh, named, uh, dark eater Medir, which is, um, you know, set to fight against the dark but like all things that fight against the dark has been corrupted by it and now needs to be put out of its misery Mm -hmm. do we think this is the abyss dragon that they talk about in ashes of ariandel i think that would make sense um but i don't there's nothing yeah why would he i mean yes but you know (laughs) yeah because it's it's a weird thing that they would flag up in ashes of which like this is this is basically Ashes of Ariandel part two of the story because we're following mm. Gale. Yeah. So it's mm. weird to me that they flag up like, hey, the Millwood Knights fought this abyss dragon and then it never goes anywhere and then we meet a dragon in the abyss here. <laughs> so I'm like, are, are they implying the Millwood Knights fought Medea? <laughs> and why and, are there and, no Millwood Knights here? Because everything else that fought and lost has been raised to, right. to keep everybody else out. All, all it would have taken for that to be a little bit more satisfying would have been for the Millwood Knights to be yet another group that like went to the Ring City mm-hmm. in order to yeah. you know try to get the Dark Soul and or have a Millwood Knight like corpse or yeah. something in Medea's yeah, anything yeah yeah you know and so it's like we end up in this situation now where we have uh you know two two Abyss Dragons one of which unpictured <laughs> you know three three Londor sisters one of which unpictured like all these things where like there's sets of numbers like you could have chosen any number of sisters for for Londor. Mm-hmm. No, from the start in, like you could in, have chosen too yeah. right in in like, defense we do actually see the third londor sister where do we see the third londor sister is she's it only the... in the ending when you get lord of oh Hollow's you're right ending. you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah but there's two yeah. women in the black set yeah. bowing we just never yeah. meet her in the game yeah so but you know that's a non-additive you know yeah. exp- like you could have also just shown one person there you know like you would have had that yeah, in two like, londor sisters yeah. have no third one in the thing and like we why choose three if it's not going to be yeah Meaningful. We were convinced that she was going to be here because there's the the ring from the sword of a vowel, and it's like, oh, you've had one Londor sister in the base game and one in the first DLC, <laughs> so it would make sense for the third one to be in the third one, and she's just never mentioned. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And, and this is real similar, where like, you know, if you like, there's no reason for this not to be the Abyss Dragon that the Millwood Knights fought. Yeah, you know, like there's no reason like you, you you're making like, these choices from like it, it's not like <laughs> you're not beholden to any governing body like you don't need Midir to introduce is described to, yeah. as like having been in the ring city and then left and come back again so it's possible that he left became the abyss dragon and then came back. <laughs> yeah. like, like he fought the millwood knights and then when they got sucked you went in on the a rum springer 
every, every everyone who fights the abyss gets a, a week of vacation off of fighting the abyss to go be in another oh. story. <laughs> it's just like when Artorius isn't on screen, the other characters should be asking, "Where's Artorius?" Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to get even more ridiculous when we get to the final boss. Yeah, I'm so yep, tired. Yep. Yes. So we I mean, what won't, won't we, like, and then we get we get down to this. Uh, so we we fight Alva. Alva invades. Yeah, down here, yeah. which is which I think is a, a pretty tough uh, summon, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and he parries like a motherfucker. Like he can parry in the middle of combos, which drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, why do you have poise to parry in the middle of me, like chaining you? Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Um, but we get onto the swamp, which is kind of a non-entity. Um, yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, this is just this is run. where. Yeah, you, you run through it. It's a lot of space. This is where that second uh, giant, adjudicator giant, is that I was talking about. That like is in the big open space, and I wish he was not here. Yeah. Um, but at least there's a little bit of space to move around. Yeah. And also this is not a dark soul swamp in the sense that it does not slow you down. It doesn't confer any kind of status effect. You know, this isn't five, two again. Um, people were complaining like, oh my gosh, so many swamps. At least it's not mechanically a swamp. Yeah. Yeah, It's not poisoned, which I was dreading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is full of small locusts, uh, kind of tiny versions of the first preacher that we saw. Um, and also large ones, uh, who have kind of gone mad and are attacking you with these kind of cool looking, uh, like crystal or spectral, uh, branches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's a um, white birch tree that factors into a very, very well-designed puzzle later on. <laughs> oh god boy does damn it. it. Oh um, my god. I, like, I, like, I don't actually, like, I think that puzzle is kind of clever in a way that, in but it also is not like a dark souls puzzle you know right i mean does that make sense like it doesn't well, feel like it belongs yeah. in dark souls to me it's it's it makes sense in retrospect but the problem is that it only in retrospect because like given the mechanics of the game like you would not expect that to be the solution and yeah. i was stuck here for a very long time because i mean we'll get to it later on but like i yeah i had assumed a solution that i think made a lot more sense than the one that we got but anyway <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a ladder that will take you back up to the uh, gardens before you venture out into the into the swamp itself. Um, and uh, this is another preacher who tells you about some more people um, uh, laying out the story of Zuli um, and talking about a um, a scholar who uh, who sought the dark with learning but failed. I'm assuming he is talking about um, Aldia. Yeah, it, it's weird because like most of the people he talks about, uh, they're either in Dark Souls Three or their their phantom shows up. No, but like there's no there's no like connection to this with anyone. It, it, I'm assuming Aldia too, but like I'm thinking maybe maybe he's talking about Orbeck because at least yeah. we meet Orbeck in Dark Souls Three, and there's that whole yeah. goes nowhere plot thread where Yuri is like Orbeck's trying to become oh, Lord of yeah. Yep. And yeah, I'm like, I guess a, that's yeah. maybe that's meeting the dark with learning. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. Yeah, or, or Orbeck feels more likely. I had, I had forgotten yeah. about Orbeck. I mean, who, well, who, how who could you? He's you. such a memorable yeah, character. Who would blame you for forgetting about Orbeck? Y'all forgot yeah. about Orbeck. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could, you could see it honestly being being either one. Um, yeah. But it doesn't. Uh, doesn't it's, it's just a, it's just a game to see if you can guess. It's like a guessing game to see if you can guess which one it is. I'm a guessing boy, and I live in a guessing land. The, the worst part is, like, when he says, um, uh, the world was began without knowledge, and without knowledge will it end. P- 
people were seizing on that as like, oh, it's from telling you not to bother trying to figure out the story because it doesn't make sense. And it's <laughs> like a why meta thing. Why did you put a story in your fucking game? No, but it's <laughs> like just because all knowledge disappears at the end of all things doesn't mean the world never made like coherent sense to begin with. It, on the way like, there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't and think we'll that Dark Souls... Yeah, it's not an inherently point. nihilistic work. <laughs> no, I mean we'll we'll get to it when we get to the end. But yeah. like the idea, yeah. you know, I'm very resistant to the like this sucks because it's supposed to suck. Reading, yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, this is this is a cli- anticlimax because it's supposed to be an anticlimax. This is, you know, a yeah. bummer because it's supposed to be a bummer. I'm I just don't you know those don't jibe with me. Yeah. Like and like like I know, have been in enough fandoms of like SF things where when complicated plots and like story arcs start to break down there is always a chorus of people who show up and say this is intentional <laughs> and yeah like at this point like i've been through that so many times that i'm like you have to have you have to have more evidence that this is a meta thing than just like otherwise it wouldn't make sense <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it's because yeah. that, yeah. that can make that can make anything make sense yeah i mean exactly that, that's the skeleton key that you can use to unlock fiction yeah and it's like, the- I, I i remember yeah like Going slow, like you've already talked about X Men, so I'm allowed to go off topic once. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> like when um, when uh, Doctor Who changed hands between producers and the new, the current producer, like he he mad he had this massively overcomplicated story arc that had no internal consistency to it, and people were defending that and saying like, well, no, he's doing this to show that like, um, because of time travel, nothing needs to make sense. And I think like everyone's like, no, it's just badly written. Yeah, it's it, it is yeah. um, a a fictional application of a just world fallacy, which says obviously this yeah. had to happen for a reason. Um, bad things would not happen to me, a person who likes good things. And it's like I'm not averse to games going like meta. No, in that like I really I'm like I'm a defender of Metal Gear Solid Two mm-hmm. toward the end of that when that whole like the narrative intentionally collapses in on itself. Yeah. And it does very, it makes a huge point out of like, we're not sure how much of this can even be said to have happened because maybe it was all a simulation, Mm -hmm. but that's written into the story. And it's a story that is actually about like, it is about experience and it is about how experience is mediated and is about how things are perceived. So it makes sense there for them to do that rather than like, it doesn't make sense. I guess it was intentional, Mm -hmm. which is, different (laughs) well it commits to it and you know yeah yeah makes like the central thesis of that game is about the fact that like it's about it it, like the thesis of that game is this like postmodern meta thing about the series Mm -hmm. so it it absolute from the very beginning of that game it is about that thing yeah that's totally different to like we just gave up (laughs) trying to tell a coherent (laughs) story at the end and then i guess it was intentional yeah 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 Yeah. agreed yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, we were in a lap again here. Yep. Um, you know, who's looking for this purging monument, which is, uh, the basis of that, that puzzle we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I believe, um, the, uh, and he's kind of starting to kind of doubt himself. You know, you can see this as kind of, uh, evidence of going more hollow Yeah. and yeah. such. Please, someone tell me who am I? Why am I here? Stop it. I'm unbreakable. 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 She's lost. Damn it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. 
And like, uh, at, at that point, it's really clear it's patches because he's called unbreakable patches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you have to solve an unintuitive puzzle to get the payoff, which is the uh, thing you guessed in Earth and Peak. <laughs> unintuitive patches. The, um, <laughs> inscrutable that would patches. be great. Yeah. Inscrutable patches. <laughs> like the uh, as you uh, uh, that, that's what that's what the from needs to do. All these people are talking about from needs to do, and I want a DS spinoff like Tingle, but for patches. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just give me like inscrutable patches. Yeah, yeah, like Captain Captain Patches yeah. Treasure Tracker. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, push, push, patches. Yeah. <laughs> push! Yeah. Exclamation X, mark, push! Exclamation X, mark, X, patches. X, X, patches, feel the magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Are you trying to make a uh, rub rabbits joke, but push rabbits? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so, so the, uh, uh, the puzzle you have to do to get this thing, um, in this little kind of alcove, uh, there is a... Uh, a statue that says um, pre- present your humanity, right? Like present yeah. or prove your humanity. Show, show your show, humanity. Show yeah, your humanity, which like my initial instinct was like, oh, I need to ember up. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I mean, that's not what this that is in this game. But like, OK, that doesn't do it. Um, and then I didn't figure it out. Uh, you know, I'm not af- afraid to admit like I ended up looking at the solution online. As did I. Yeah. yeah I, I, okay. I could not could not figure it out. I was stuck on this thing. Like I streamed this. I ignored that puzzle and I went back because I, I didn't want people to i didn't want to subject my audience to like two hours of me dealing with a puzzle right so like here's how i thought you were going to solve the puzzle and i think we can all agree this would have made more sense right okay. the harold knights have a giant humanity blob for a head oh. and all throughout the game when i've killed harold knights they've dropped parts of that set so i'm thinking oh there's going to be one unique harold knight or a corpse or something that drops the harold knight head and i'm going to have to put that on and then stand here because it's a humanity blob and that will open it. And I ran, like, from the beginning of the DLC to the end, combing over everything, killing every single Harold Knight, thinking one of you is going to drop the headpiece at some point, and it never did. And I, like... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the solution, right, is that you go into the swamp and you either cast Chameleon or use a white birch branch. And sometimes that will camouflage you as a humanity sprite and then you go back in there and that opens it and like (laughs) that makes sense in retrospect but the thing is like firstly no one like most people i think aren't gonna bother using chameleon or a white birch branch in the swamp anyway right like i don't know anyone who consistently does that unless they're like doing some tricksy run where they're trying to sneak past something mm-hmm. and well, it's, it's, it's like a pvp aren't... trick is what it is like it's yeah. you know it's for goofy there pvp no... videos yeah there aren't any humanity sprites in the swamp so you wouldn't know ahead of time that like right if there had yeah, right. been humanity sprites passively in the swamp that might have signaled oh if i use a birch branch i'll turn into one and like they could literally just have put some non-hostile humanity things near that tree to, like, signal it to you, but they don't. And then even if you use a white birch branch, I think it's, like, one in three that you'll yeah. get. That's the thing that fucking drives me nuts. Yeah. I, kept like, this, like, I did it, and I just got, thing. like, a heap of crystals. Yep. And then I had to use yeah. it again. Yeah. And, like, it's... the the To me, like, the, the final insult with this puzzle is, like, show your humanity and you do it. And, like... It's not like there's this, like, oh, and a door, like, mystical portal opens up. This ladder just goes thunk. Yeah, like, so somebody's waiting up up at the top to kick that down for you. It's like the the end of, like, a Monty Python sketch or something. Like, they've been, like, this is this 
we'll, we'll travel to heaven or something, and then there's just this pause and funk, this ladder falls down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. And, like, like my Harold Knight solution is largely, like, because I had seen Harold Knights throughout the DLC. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made sense to me. That was the humanity thing I had seen. And then, like, no, it's actually something that, like, they do not signal at all. And it it it's it has a logic to it, but it's it's not like the logic that they've trained you to to think in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. And the payoff is that the guy who's obviously patches is patches. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is true. Like, literally, like yeah. I was kind of psyched for the purging monument because they build it up, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be. It's literally just the Velka statue from Undead Settlement, but bigger, and like. It, <laughs> That's all. It, it's not the same model, but it just has those functions. That's all. It has, it's it has just a like, one additional function, which is yeah. I do not understand. The no, 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 no. It does, I, that's not even additional anymore because they patched that function into the Velka statue below under. Damn it! Oh really? So <laughs> this funny. fucking thing has no reason to. You've built up this thing that I have been able to see from all of these walkways. It's this massive like monolith with all these skulls on it, and like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to be good. And it's just like reverse hollowing for this number of souls. <laughs> like literally, if it had even been like reverse hollowing for zero souls, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, this at least has a reason to exist, and it, yeah. it just doesn't. And it's a trick they've already done. It's a trick they've already done yeah. in Dark Souls yeah. Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. It oh. is. It is. It is super super silly. Uh, as a thing, and everything you mentioned would have made it work. Like humanity stri- sprites in the swamp would have made that work yeah. uh, significantly better. It still would have been a weird intersection of like a niche PvP item and yeah. uh, a PVE, you know, a critical kind of navigation mechanic. Like mm-hmm. this area isn't essential, but like you know, you can see it and be like, I want to get up the there. The thing is, yeah. like you, you say, it's not essential, but it's essential to Lap's quest line, which they kind of like they expect you to do this because. Like Lap's quest line, um, he becomes summonable for for two of the bosses after this. So like, yeah. they do seem to have expected you to have done Lap's quest like as you progress through the through the city, rather than just running past everything. Yeah. And he's the like he's the only NPC quest line that is here. Yeah, yeah. Unless you well, Shira kind of. Like, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, just, like yeah, he was around, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, uh I don't know the the design of the thing is pretty cool. It's like a like a big uh big bunch of goopy skulls uh, around a uh, around an altar. Um, oh well, uh, yeah. you also find some items up here. Like you find the dragon head great shield. Um, yeah, yeah. and uh, you also uh get uh, on the other side of this get invaded by one of the people that the uh, adjudicators summon, uh, Silver Net Leto. Yeah. Uh, who uh, um, is the front man of thirty seconds to Mar- Mars? Uh, no, um, uh, will attack you with a gigantic, like a like a special, a special great hammer. And this yeah. dude was buddies with Havel the Rock. Yeah. What what is the? I wonder what the function is about making this guy kind of have connections to people we used to know. You know, he was friends with with even Havel the Rock, and it's like, oh, classic Havel, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like we're supposed to understand Havel's oh, yeah. personality well, and I mean, be it, like, oh, well, in that case, that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Havel, even Havel liked him. Well, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, ha- yeah. Havel is kind of canonically a Sundere. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a little while for 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 Havel to warm up to you. Um, he's yeah. a silver knight, which is uh, you know. So this is the um, I think that there's a body video that points this out as well. Right? But it's the first silver knight we have that is a character, right? Like yeah. he he's a dude, you know. So it kind of tells us these are not all mindless knights, and which I guess has like some kind of unique, value. Um, he looks to he has a unique set of armor that's got these like kind of horns on it. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, we've so seen he's... something that we haven't we haven't drawn attention to. We've seen statues of the Silver Knights around. Oh yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit like Mary Sui. Like oh, he's friends mm. with the giants. He's friends yeah. with Havel. Like it's all your friends. You know, you like <laughs> him. It's all the stuff that you dig. Yeah, um, it, it you know. feels a bit like um, like again, like we were talking about like SF franchises that start falling to pieces. But like, um, I can't think of a way to make this thing interesting on its own terms. So I'm just going to back reference things people already care about. Mm-hmm. As if it yeah. like transfers by osmosis. Yeah, it's a fun fight. It's a little bit like fighting yeah, Havel he's because he's got that gigantic yeah. hammer. Yeah, yeah. Did we mention yeah. that like um, the the adjudicator giant can also summon like a red an uh, orange phantom version of him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, I brought that up. Yeah, if you get. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. And he, like he also yeah. summons a a version of Zuli as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, but only when you get like up close. Like both of these are deployed yeah. to like protect him directly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, this, I think, concludes all of our business up here at the top um, there uh, uh, down on the ground. Like there's just not much out there aside from avoiding whoever the adjudicator brings in. There are a couple of like little groves you can go up to um, uh, along the side to get some items, most notable of which is uh, the preacher's right arm, which is like one of the uh, arms of these locust dudes. You also find uh, the preacher's head, which you can wear as a as, as a helmet. And these uh, give some background on these guys that we have, have have kind of already gone over. You know, like, yes, they were meant to beckon people to the dark, um, but uh, unable to think past their own stomachs. The unruly mob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and the and the the preacher head description gets even more saucy um saying <laughs> um someone must rise to the occasion and restore the path of righteousness perhaps that someone is you did you not arise <laughs> from the abyss and did you not resist drowning in the age of fire locusts and men are kindred spirits like this thing's head is talking to you from beyond the grave as you wear yeah. it it's the That's mask awful. from rose matter <laughs> <laughs> It is. There is a lot more voice to the item descriptions here than we've seen. Yeah. Before, which is I've seen a couple like you know looking around on the on the cesspool that is Reddit, um, especially <laughs> Reddit Dark Souls three like yeah. um, you know stuff. Uh, Actually, it's theories. good. <laughs> the, um, so so you you run into people who are like making the argument like oh this the one of the things this DLC does is it finally reveals. Uh, who's been writing the lore descriptions. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I just saw the headline and I was like, and they're like, yeah, you know, this, this new voice that comes through, it's the, it's the priest, it's the, uh, the locust priest who wrote all the lore descriptions. And like, I don't buy that, but if that actually, if that was more concretely revealed, I would almost respect how ballsy that would be, (laughs) you know, to be like, it would actually fit with the way that like they, we, they're talked about as like writing these sermons that are beckoning people. So it's like, all the like they know everything and they've been like buttering you up the whole game <laughs> like all the whole series telling you all this stuff well, and initially, now they're revealing like, yeah yeah when I, when I first saw the headline i was like oh like you know just because of the area i was like are they implying that it's patches because i think that owns because oh, he's, yes. he's been in yeah. every other one of the games he's been like, through history like i could almost totally dig that if the last item description you found in this thing was like <laughs> 
you know, you know, ask, you know, asterisk. If it was and signed, like several yeah. lines, like except for clerics, and you're like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> this changes everything. Well, P- Patches did appear to write his own ashes description. If you like, yeah. if you kill him and get his ashes, the ashes are like this story about how great Patches was. He was like oh, a friend to all. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, and and the kid, the horse ring. It's like he wrote yeah, a description yeah. of that too, yeah. which is like very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there's this kind of like uh, on the the swamp. Um, you can also go to the far end of it and uh, run into the Dragon Slayer armor uh, yep. here, which is uh, you know I'm already fighting a lot of things at this point, so I just <laughs> ended up running. And this was yeah. thing where you like fight a boss and the summoner at the same time, right? Um, yeah. But that, that, yeah. that's not a bad fight. And also like you know you you never fought him alone anyway. Like that like this is just him. Yeah. Uh, re- replacing the butterflies with these uh, with with these summoners again doesn't make it good, but it it, it lines yeah. up the description of his gear so you can get it. It's 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 cool and good armor. Um, but this confirms that we are you know far into the future at this yeah. point. Um, because it talks about you know uh the the, the armor defeated by the champion of Ash and Lothric was lost uh was left to ages to rust until it slipped into an abyssal swamp where it was possessed uh once again by the memory of the hunt. So you are back. Uh, to kill it again, you as the champion of Ash uh, of uh, of yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the way that it, it specifies, like it was possessed once again by the memory of the hunt, like that kind of like um, it clarifies a bit what Dragon Slayer armor is when we fight it the first time. Mm-hmm. Because there, like when we fought it the first time, people were wondering, like, is it like, is there a guy in there, or is it like? Is it a marionette that the butterfly is controlling because the butterflies die when you defeat the yeah. armor? And... Nobody suspects the butterfly. Yeah. No one suspects the <laughs> butterfly. But I'm I'm guessing this is like this is confirming like it's just like an animate suit of armor. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and and it's a it's it's a very mercenary animate suit of armor. Like it yeah. could have been taken over by the butterflies before, and then now, you know, like all this other gear that has sunk it into the waters, uh, is coming back with a new purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's um, consistent. Yeah. Um, to your right, as you leave here, this is kind of the critical path, which I also think is a little bit hidden uh, as well. There's this kind of sinking church, uh, kind of crawling with these ring knights, mm-hmm. and you head over to this uh, this kind of ridge uh, on this way that goes to this bridge, where you run into Dark Eater Madir for the first <laughs> time. Yep. Um, if you want to fight Dark Eater Madir, actually fight him, you have to uh, take him down on this bridge. Or no, no, this is, he hasn't yeah, shown up yet. This yeah, is where he's just breathing it's, it's fire. The, yeah, it's the next this one, yeah. Is the, yeah. Uh, this is the reference to the bridge, yes. dragon bridge souls thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just kind of breathes some fire, you wait, yeah. and then get, move on to the yeah. shared graves. Thank, thankfully, even though this is the longest bridge run that you had to do, um, c- c- consistently, like there was a whole area that was a bridge run and, and, and demon souls, um, there are patches, um, and not the one we're going to meet, um, but patches of like safety that are just not lit up. Um, and there are also uh, like little uh, side side roads you can run into, uh, and <laughs> the the Lothric thieves that will push you back out into the fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah. funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> guys, why don't you dig this as much as I do? Yeah, yeah, just 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 a little bit. Um, uh, no, but at the top at the top of this is a. Um, is a very uh, uh good, I don't know. It, it is a new area. It's a tower uh, called the Shared Graves, and this is like a miniature catacomb um, with a little bit of navigation. I don't know puzzles, difficulties as the stairs break out from under you, and you need to figure out how to get around these, uh, you know, setbacks. Yeah. yeah, I got stuck here for a while. This is like 
this was the point I got stuck when I was streaming because it's not immediately apparent, like, are you going down or are you going up a lot of the time? So I'm, like, falling down, running up, and then realizing there's a dead end and falling down again. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it, it doesn't do a very good job of kind of communicating where the way out is because it looks like every other room, but there's just an extra door at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. It wants you yeah. It wants you to peek your head into all those rooms and fight a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. 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 You know? I'm down for a skeleton fight. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a weird like this is uh, the section where the DLC lets up a difficulty quite a bit. <laughs> um, like after yeah. the uh, you know fighting the the church giant in the swamp, like actually from here on out, the encounters are pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it's, it's like yeah, quiet time kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. cool. Like it's it, it desperately yeah, needed. definitely. It's, yeah. it's been going full throttle for like three hours, and then now <laughs> you know now it's 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 chill. Yeah. Um, as you're going through here, you get uh, invaded by uh, a guy who looks just like uh, Aegon of Cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it probably is Aegon, uh, the Moaning Knight. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you're fighting him on this really interesting kind of uh, ground. You know, this the spiral stairs mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, what ended up happening to me was he just fell off. Yeah. Uh, because I got high enough, but it's a cool place to fight because of these drop offs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, you you're always tempted to duck into these side like areas if you need to heal, but it's full of skills. Yeah. So it's. I think this is actually a pretty cool MPP, MPC invasion. Yes. Um, and yeah. this whole area, like something we didn't mention back before, but it extends a little bit into this. There are these purple crystals uh, that are popping up, like the like yes. the, cur- the cursed yeah. crystals. Um, and, and these are even kind of like corrupting some of these uh, catacomb areas, too. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll see them kind of later on as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is where Patches, uh, I'm sorry, Laps Quest comes to an end. Um, Spoilers, please. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he appears and directs you, you know, to uh, um, uh, some treasure at the end of a staircase, and then Lap's armor comes up and kicks you down. And as you look up, you know, he's not kicking you into direct danger, um, which is, you know, like he, he's rusty, hasn't done it for a while. Um, yeah. And he pulls off his helmet. This is the second such reveal in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and kind of, you know, delivers a little uh like explanation almost and i'll I'll cut in the audio for this as well every age it seems is tainted by the greed of men rubbish to one such as i devoid of all worldly wants Maybe it's just the way we are. I'll stick you in my prayers. A fine dark soul to you. If I ain't dark soul with you. <laughs> this like 1920s Irish cop in New York. <laughs> Move along. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, folks. Um, you know, pr- pretty fitting end. Yeah. To, uh, you know, yeah. To, uh, yep. to patches, so, I think. Some of us will never change. It's just something about us. Yeah. Yeah um so eventually you kind of go up through the top uh this is where that actual second madeira appearance as i mentioned uh where madeira is kind of hanging off on the top of a bridge um if you want to actually fight madeira you have to knock her off the bridge knock him off the bridge no yeah um Um, and this is fine this this felt like a a good stand-in for the actual boss fight with him i'm 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 pretty happy uh ceaseless discharging him yeah it's fine 
Yeah. Like I, I didn't have yeah. that much fun fighting Madeira here, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like it didn't make me quit. Like yeah. the actual Madeira did. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be like um, Dark Souls Two in New Game Plus when the Duke's dear Freya attacks you before the boss fight. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. You can, if you damage her there, that carries over. So I thought it was gonna be like Madeira will be here for like, you know, um, thirty seconds, and the damage I do he's gonna carry over, and eventually he'll leave. But that never happened. So. Yeah. It would be cool if the damage carried over. Like, I dug yeah, that about, uh, you know, I love that in, uh, in Dark Souls 2 in the DLC, yeah. or in the uh, New Game Plus. Um, yeah. So you uh, you head back. Now we have or gone back to this outer wall that we've been to uh, before. Um, there are There's this kind of section of illusory walls we can go into uh, in this outbuilding uh, through three of them. That's a new record um, <laughs> to get the uh, lightning arrow. Now, this is a miracle named lightning arrow it is not a clutch of lightning arrows right because i thought i had just picked up a bunch of lightning arrows at the end of this thing and was like well, yeah. what the fuck <laughs> like you're literally gonna give me like elemental ammo at, <laughs> at the longest chain of illusory walls that have been in the series like but uh no it is a it is a faith uh miracle that is apparently pretty good yeah um, yeah i've heard good things about it <laughs> shira uses that yes yeah still still don't know why three but whatever it was a fun yeah. joke i laughed <laughs> yeah it's kind of a game it doesn't yeah it doesn't have to mean anything i i, I guess yeah. um also in this place so we're kind of below where we were at the at the start we're below the outer wall uh there is a room with a very significant statue a statue yeah. of gwyn in his prime extending an item to this kind of wretched pygmy that is kneeling before him um, and if you go through this little navigation puzzle with a with, with a with an elevator, you can work your way around and drop down onto it and uh, pick up a plus three chloranthi ring. Mm. Woo! Yeah, yeah, it's a good ring. It's a good ring. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, I got no complaints about the <laughs> ring. So is, is the is the argument that this is that's a meaningful treasure for like yes. the most important yeah, yeah, piece yeah. of yeah for no, for for, for, for This is the thing because we're told that. Gwyn has gifted Philianor to the Pygmies. Yes. And Philianor is this, like, um, she's associated with the Grasscrest Shield, unlike the items you get around Philianor. Yeah. That she's, like, a goddess of vegetation. Yeah. So the idea of Gwyn giving the Chlorinthi ring to the Pygmies, it's, like, symbolically him giving them Philianor. Yes. Yeah, that's the... That's uh... what it is. And it's, like, this is the thing, like, I didn't like that. And people are like, no, you don't get it. He's giving them Philianor. And it's like, no, I get it. It's just that all it's doing is underlining something that we're told on a banner <laughs> description that we got at the beginning of this area. <laughs> yep. like, I, I like, I get what it's going for. It's a clever, like, little piece of symbolism. But it, it's not new information. It's, mm. And it's, it's using an item we already have to tell us something we already know. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, a, it's also me, a little bit... Yeah, I mean, I don't like that, and I think that that connection... So I I read through all the item descriptions uh, in the DLC today to prepare for recording. The connection between Philinor and, like, you know, vegetation is there, but it's not airtight and super strong. Yeah. There's, like, one thing with her covenant where it says, uh, you know, it's green. It's, a, it's like a crust of grass. <laughs> and then there's another yeah. thing that is a crust of grass. Yeah, so which it's is not the grass like... crest shield, yeah. from the, which was the stamina regen shield. <laughs> yeah, it was never mentioned because well, like she would have been scrubbed. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. the young the young grass do. The, I was looking at covenant reward things for the yeah. spear. Yeah. Um. So yeah. the grass crest shield in the base game has what is it referencing that? No, no, no. Leads it to the, the item descriptions talk about the crest of grass, which yeah. 
is a, which refers to the Grass Crest Shield, which mm-hmm. is the shield that gives stamina regen like the Clarenthy Ring. Yes, and the like the the, the justification also, also works backward, confirming that the that yeah. the Grass Crest, um, you know, so so, <laughs> the, so yeah, Grass Crest to the reference to the crest on the Covenant item. Yes, right, um, that is connected I'll... to. To Philinor, and then Grass Crest to Claranthi Ring. Yes, read the uh, the, yeah. the I, description on the Young Grass Dew as well. Yeah, no, um, I looked at that. I yeah. hate that. Like, I, I think that's <laughs> bullshit. Like, that, that is that is a really tenuous thing. Like, but it's it, it's there. It's 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 supported by the statue. Like, I I, I don't I, I'm not crazy about it, but like it's like that that is what they are showing you. It is it, it yeah. is a, a small version of the of of the the actual uh, thing that he did, which was give his daughter over. Yeah. It's, it's just I, I like, like I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like, like one of those things where like people will defend it on the grounds that it is a reference that has themes in it, and it's like I know it is. That doesn't make it good though. Yeah. Like, like Batman v Superman has themes. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make it a good film. Yeah, like, yeah, every like competent piece of writing will have like recurring motifs and themes and it'll have something that it is about but that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't redeem like if the story is badly written yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean like i don't think it's good i'm just i just want to uh, assert that it's that it's there that it exists like that yeah. is that, that 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 is the scene that we are saying and like it it, it reveals something maybe more about this thing that has been around for a while i don't think yeah. it's and great think, but yeah. it's there well like i mean it doesn't Even tell if, us anything yeah. new about the grass crash shield it, no. we already know no. that philinor is you know that that gwyn gave the ring city to the pygmies mm-hmm. and yep. we know that philinor was placed to kind of like steward it mm-hmm. yeah. like so yeah. we already knew those things that yeah. doesn't really yeah. and tell I think us like, anything like, else even if instead of the chlorine ring plus three it was called like the grass crest ring mm-hmm. and it had the exact same effect as the chlorine ring yeah. and a like a different description than mentioned philly and all people wouldn't that, be so annoyed at it that might be part of what's frustrating to me about it too because i yeah. found many of these things yeah like i found yeah. so many chloranthi rings so yeah. it's a diluted piece of meaning and and, like, and, and, they, yeah. and they have always been uh, uh something about philianor except she's never been mentioned or yeah, conceived of yeah. before this i yeah. think that's what's frustrating about me is it's retconning an item that has been around way before there was philianor mm-hmm. yeah. just for no particular reason yeah are you suggesting you know, like, miyazaki didn't have philian all planned out since Dark Souls? <laughs> no, it, like, yeah, 100% it, 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 feels, it feels like a like, like, a, like a different version of um of, of the uh xanthus stuff being associated with uh yeah with with ulusil you know yeah yeah it just yeah. it it's 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 not incredibly satisfying i like the tableau i like the image you know the yeah. what, what he is holding and what he is presenting it can, can be underwhelming however like seeing a depiction of gwyn in his prime um and also like what he wants the pygmies to understand is their role in relation to him i think that yeah. is effective statuary yeah <laughs> I, I guess i also am frustrated by you know if if the gods of an orlando have had kind of a, a meaning, right? So, like, we have, like, you know, the, our, our god of war, and then, our, you know, uh, Gwyn- uh, Gwendolyn, you know, this kind of, like, dark sun or this moon kind of associated yeah. thing. Having Philonor associated with kind of plant life or with regeneration mm-hmm. doesn't tie in adequately to her function in this DLC as this kind of load-bearing yeah. dreamer. Like, she and should be like... the goddess of dreams or time or something like that. Yeah. Like, she should be associated with not regeneration and life uh one we already have a bountiful like we have a a fertility kind of based fertility goddess yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Like, why? Why? Like, I, I don't know. I, it, I think, like, the closest I can get with it is, like, the way the Dark Soul, the way the Dark Soul corrupts is is seen as, like, dead vegetation, like, growing out of you. And, like, she okay. seems to be connected with, like, living vegetation. So I, I they may have been going for something there. But, like, just the issue in general is why the fuck is she Gwyn's daughter? Like, she could have been just, like, Gwyn placed this, you know... uh placed a dreaming curse upon the queen of the pygmies or like this is just a god we've never seen before but they're making her Gwyn's daughter when like we have had like throughout the games these references to like Gwyn had three children here they uh-huh. are they are like the 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 princess of healing and then the the dark sun and the 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 war god and they all they form they fit together perfectly as yeah. like you have like masculine violent god feminine fertility goddess and then Gwendolyn, who was in between the two, mm-hmm. like that yeah. worked perfectly. And and then like just um, to just out of nowhere reveal that he has this hidden third daughter who we've never heard. Of. It's like ludicrous. I think they're in. I think they really like the idea of Gwen having secret kids that nobody knows about, but they yeah. do not have the willpower to. They only like it on their terms. They, they, they do not so. have the willpower to um to uh to, to keep the to keep them a secret, right? So they revealed who the uh, who the mysterious third one was. And like fuck, there needs to be another secret kid. But then by the time this comes yeah. out, ah, god damn it, we can't have them be a secret. Fuck. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I literally with, like, hate everything about this. Like, <laughs> like this part. The like, nameless king, like Gwyn's. We didn't like. They didn't just out of nowhere reveal. Hey, Gwyn had an extra kid because we've been told since Dark Souls One that Gwyn had an elder son who mm-hmm. was struck from the records because of this great crime he'd committed. Yep. And like, so for them to, I'm okay with them revealing the nameless king as like, okay, it's the end of the series now. Here's the guy you've been talking about. Maybe people aren't happy with that, but like it, it works for me as like, okay, you've kind of like this is this is something you you make you you have the right to wrap up at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Philianor is different because it's just like here's someone you've never heard of before who yeah. has like and by the way like like I was saying before it's like they couldn't come up with a way to make the character interesting so right. they've just decided oh she's Gwyn's secret daughter you've never heard of yeah. and Gwyn having the secret daughter we've never heard of goes all the way back to that stupid fucking thing about Yoshka calling <laughs> Gwyndle and brother so it's like yeah. well is she also one of because now You've opened the floodgates to like Gwyn having all these kids we don't know about. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I find that this immensely frustrating and unsatisfying. Yeah. Like, so, it, so, and subtraction it, through addition. Yeah. Yes, any exactly. any like everything involving Philanor, and this 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 plant association is a new th- is one of those things mm-hmm. that I think sucks. You know, yeah, it's almost like, like they worked I mean, ring backwards. Like, what's a ring we wanted to give? Let's make Philanor associated <laughs> with that because we're not going to get. There's no, there's no reasoning behind it. There's no, like, I mean, like you said, it could be the idea that, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the dark is, is associated or the curse is associated with dead plant life and she's associated with life, like real plant yeah. life. But that, that gets so weirdly polytheistic in a way that doesn't feel dark yeah. souls. Like what, yeah, what are these? Like, you know, like a, like a, there are gods of, of all the different things. Like, you know, that, that can be, but that isn't how dark souls feels. Yeah. You know, Cause like, like the dark souls gods, they weren't like when you think of like the Greek pantheon or something where there's like the God of this, the God of that, that's not what they were. They were just very, very powerful entities right. that yeah. happened to specialize in something. Right. Ah. So like Guinevere is not like all healing in the world is derived from Guinevere. She's just a very right. powerful it's... character mm-hmm. who has healing abilities. 
Right. Right. That and there are miracles like dedicated to her, some of which aren't even like yeah. things she made, you know, it's like yeah. things that things that her followers made and stuff. Like, you know, yeah. th- that that idea that like, you know, these are not uh you know, that that's an illusion that they, you know, these are just powerful entities, they're not holy is kind of central to my understanding of like dark souls mm-hmm. you know like th- these are not like these are these are it's the age of gods but they're super fallible yeah. like they're you know fucked up these are not and you you can kill them like they're yeah, not you, like yeah they're not immortal they're not you know, benevolent yeah <laughs> yeah you know um boy is that a flavor fail like that is like you know not to, not to use fail as a noun like god yeah. that we've been recording for a long time but like boy is that like a, a unflavorful thing um <laughs> that drives me nuts um yeah. So, anywho, there's a statue. Uh, fuck it. Tip it over. Let's <laughs> talk about the bosses and go. <laughs> like, like, um, um, so, yeah, there, there, there's that statue. Uh, uh, the way you get there is through this kind of hidden, hidden half floor, like from being John Malkovich. Um, you yeah. know, you, that, that's at the end of one row. The, at the end of the other, other row is a ladder that takes you down to a chapel that has, again, more statuary. Uh, this is kind of hidden away. Um, of the uh, the serpents uh, showing that they have kind of uh, cockatrice bodies. Yeah, they mm. look like like an they look like cats to me. Serpent head. Yeah. But then like, and then there's the ones in in Lothric where it's like a humanoid body with a serpent head, and they're like, are they are they implying that like that's actually what they looked like, or is it just stylized like a gargoyle thing? No, yeah. I don't know. I, anyway, like, Kart's gonna be here soon. <laughs> um, it's all gonna make sense. Well, did we miss, did we, was it earlier or later? The chronology is confusing me. Like the big serpent corpses that are not the actual serpents. Oh, no, just that, big that, that's, um, that's just a puss of man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I, what I was going to say. I've gone it's around like, looking at that. Yeah. People have a said lot of people like said they were serpents, said. but they don't have the, the weird waddles. and. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's, it's literally just, it's a puss of man. It's even got like Lothric weapons embedded in it. So like they've just mm. killed it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just just uh, before anybody like writes in and says we forgot about it, I want to make sure we mentioned it because we're complaining yeah. about the lack of serpents, and a lot of people think those are serpents. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this chapel is the um, you know is the entrance to the arena where you're going to fight uh, the 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 boss, the you know the dragon we've been seeing here. Um, but uh, the actual entrance to this arena um, is not like hey we're out walking into this lake. You actually do an abyss drop. Um, yeah. into what appears to be like a corrupted version of like Ash Lake or something like that, or just a gigantic underground abyssal cavern. Reminds me of where you fight Sin in Dark Souls 2, but a oh, bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, yeah. a lot of people are, the, this is the, um, the, you know, a lot of people are calling this the uh, the area in the opening cutscene of Dark Souls 1. Mm. Yeah, it could um, be, A lot yeah. of people said that. Yeah. Okay. But it makes yeah. sense because like we're going below everything and back to the beginning. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you're down here to fight Dark Eater Medir. Alternatively, yep. you're down here to fight. <laughs> Dark Eater Madeir, like, I don't know, four times, and then realize uh, that Dark Eater Madeir has too much hit point, too many hit points, yeah, and does more damage and uses uh, his breath weapon too much, and you don't want to fight him. <laughs> right. so yeah. Stop. I, um, yeah, I'm looking at the notes here, and it just says, this is an optional boss, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, you, you guys didn't beat Madeir? No, no, um, no. I... 
I bashed my head against him for a while uh, trying to melee him. And I was able to consistently get him down to like, like maybe like 10 to 20%. Um, but it was just became this war of attrition where like I would, he would just outlast me and I got fed up. And I respect and just spammed Pestilent Mercury and killed him. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's um, what, that's the, really the weak to it. Yeah. yeah. And it's the, um, like, yeah, he's, he's just, it's, it's a recurring thing with the bosses here where he just like, it's not like an interesting move set. It's just really high numbers. It's yeah. super high numbers and he has really high numbers and it should be, you know, uh, I want to point out like before anyone says like, I didn't make any tries. Like I definitely did and got him down, you know, several yeah. times, like got him down pretty low. Every one of those attempts is a considerable uh, commitment. Mm -hmm. Like it takes a yeah. long time to get him down to 20%. He has a lot of hit points. Um, I yeah. have a shitty dex build. I am not doing very much damage uh, to this he has guy. A lot, of, a lot of hit so, points and the way he's designed is that you have to hit him basically in the head. No. Yeah. Because yeah. if you hit him in the body, it, it does like half damage. But because he's huge, the head, like, he will do his breath attack and then his head drops. And that's your signal to run up and attack him. So there's a lot of just like if you're just trying to hit him in the head. I know people have like hit him in the knees and stuff and they've beaten him that way. But like if you're trying to hit him in the head, there's just an awful lot of just waiting and just trying not to get hit before he opens himself up. And then you will you will do a tiny chunk of the life bar and then he will start again. And it's it's just like it's attrition and it's not I don't find yeah, I, it like like the the like I, I am an apologist for the nameless king because to me like that fight is not attrition. That is like if you fuck up, you just die mm -hmm. like it's over very quickly if you don't know what you're doing. And like that is a fight that is very much about learning that character's move set. Res Medea just seemed to be like I'm just getting hit a lot and eventually I run out of Estus before he runs out of health. And yeah. I just found it incredibly boring. Yeah. yeah hits were doing yeah. a lot of damage to me like with him yeah. so that the running out of estus was a big problem because i would lose you know no less than like 60 percent you know if i got caught in yeah. flames and a tail wipe tail swipe is like does tons and tons of damage hugely punishing yeah. Yeah. god help if he, a, if he just decides to like swip out that or uh whip out that uh, uh jaw snap yeah oh god yeah. and that that grab attack where he will he will pick Hold you up in his, his mouth, mouth while he breathes while fire. fire yeah yeah, yeah. Really and then like, like it looks cool but yeah and then, then when he hits his second phase and he's he's casting affinity because why not and it's <laughs> yes. just like <laughs> what, like what i, I had a like night shield he was doing like i was blocking like 95 percent of the damage but i just got bored <laughs> yeah basically I did, yeah I, w I wasn't having fun and like yeah the um one of the problems is I was like, okay, like I'm not having fun. I'm going to summon to just get through it. But because the stakes were so high, what often happened was um, my my summon, my ad would get killed. Uh, and then I would be dealing with like tanky, you know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. two, two, you know, two on one Madeir. And I don't think the games have ever readjusted for that. Like if you lose your summon, I don't think yeah. like that lowers their hit points. Yeah. Like no, I think no, that, you know, like, yeah. like, like, um, you guys posted on the Bonfire Side Chat Facebook page, like, before Dark Souls 3 came out, someone had done, like, a comparison of the total boss hit point pools of, like, all the mm. games. And there's almost a direct correlation between, like, what game in the series we're on and how many hit points the boss has. And they're just bloating, like, as the series goes. <laughs> and to me, Medir is the point where it's like, this is just, like, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like... So, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I went back and I, I was watching people play Dark Souls 1, and he was fighting Ornstein, and he's doing, like, 
200 damage to Ornstein, and it's taking off a substantial chunk of his life bar. And then you do 200 damage to Medea, and it's like one pixel. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can chunk, you can chunk Ornstein. Like, that's one of my favorite things about going back to these old, <laughs> yeah. you know, old entries in the series, because it's like, it's not just that they're easier, it's just less demoralizing yeah. and they're less like patiency. Yeah. Like, Ornstein like, Small isn't easy. Like, that's not an yeah, easy yeah. boss fight. It's yeah. just you, you make progress at a reasonable it's, rate. Uh, it's, yeah. It, and it, like, you, you can. I did not know this, but someone showed it to me. If you do enough damage to Medea's head for a while, he goes prone. And you can, like, repost the head, and it does a substantial chunk of his life bar. So mm. I think maybe they were counting on people beating, like, kind of making him prone and then doing that, like, multiple times to kill him. But, like, that's not, that's not, that didn't happen with me. No. Like, I was getting, like, two or three hits in before his head would go back up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I bounced off of him. Like I tried him three times on my own. I got real flashbacks to the ancient dragon, um, <laughs> and then I decided to like, well, I'm I'm not going to beat him for myself, but I will co-op into somebody's into somebody's game because that will that that feels like it is less of a commitment. Like if I can help somebody else, cool. Never really got that far, and eventually it is concluded they just dropped an optional boss from Final Fantasy twelve into. <laughs> In, in, in into this game and i no sorry not for me yeah, yeah. like I, I feel like in general this dlc would have gone down a lot better had they just multiplied all the values by like 0.75 no yeah i, I, Cause I it, totally even yeah. like like i i've beaten nameless king melee i have beaten ancient dragon in melee um i forced myself to do it both times nameless king because it was challenging ancient dragon just because like i wanted to say i'd done it Medea was just like, I don't care. So it's it's yeah. not like I'm averse to difficult bosses or dragon fights or things with giant health pools. I just didn't care. Yeah, I, I like, you know, I like Sin a lot. I like Calamite a lot. Yeah, yeah Sin's uh, great. Yeah. You know, and, and Ancient, you know, Nameless King is, he's past my, like, barrier of yeah, we I, being yeah, real into yeah. him, but he's not that much over it. You know, like, I, yeah. I like hard bosses as well. Uh, this is yeah. just too much patience, and it's going to yeah. go... It, the shitty thing is it's going to go down as the boss in my favorite series of video games. I didn't beat <laughs> like, I, I have no desire to like pick it up. Like, and it's, I, you know, yeah. I don't have that completionist streak. I'm just yeah. like cranky about it. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's just attrition. It's not like, yeah. I mean, what, like not people be... have, <laughs> within like a few hours of the DLC coming out, someone had uploaded like beating Medea new game plus seven with a broken sword. When like you can do it, but it takes like half an hour or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's this is not like you figured out the like I'm not taking away from how difficult that must have been, but it's like it's still the boss is still just a gigantic beef wall that you slowly wear down, and it's not it's not like there's a point where it clicks and it's like oh I get this, like I remember yeah. fighting Nameless King and bashing my head against him for hours, and then it clicked, and I'm like oh I get how you fight this guy now, and then like when I'd figured it out, I barely got hit at all by the guy because I, I i know how to fight you now that never happened with Medea. i'm just like i just have to keep waiting trying not to die and then you very very occasionally open up a weak point yeah and yep. then i just said fuck it and spam pestle and mercury <laughs> yeah and so the the weird thing is this is kind of like a rich get richer kind of thing because if you if you do beat him the most significant reward you get uh, for beating him is access to this covenant that allows you to fuck over players with another boss. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it is a yeah, it is a real like uh so and that other boss, like which we're gonna talk about, I have more problems with than I have with this, like conceptually. Yeah, like I think yeah. this is frustrating. That other boss I think is is really irritating. But we should talk a little bit about 
who Madeir is um, before we move on. So like uh, this is a descendant of the arch dragons um, who was actually raised by the gods. So you get a little bit of like a uh, cuckoo kind of thing. Like this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, this is raised by uh, their enemy yeah. um, and said like, Hey, since you're immortal, we want you to battle the dark. Um, nothing can go yeah. wrong creating a, you know, a training a dragon <laughs> to like go get corrupted. Yeah. Um, so that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can make a sword uh, that symbolizes kind of a deer that I haven't heard a lot about. What's much more interesting is this old moonlight miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the coolest thing about it is that it says it goes, um, it's different than the one passion, uh, fashioned from pale Drake Seath. It goes from an older memory, perhaps from the beginning. Um, it looks like a Kingsfield sprite. It it's is like it, almost exactly the is, model from yeah, Kingsfield. Yeah. Two. It's apparently literally it is the Kingsfield two moonlight sword model. Yeah. I think that's a cutie strike. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can get yeah. down with that kind of callback. Yeah. Yeah. um this isn't a weapon it's a spell we should say it's a a magical blade you summon but i think that's pretty cool yeah um i get i you know more more nods to kingsfield please yes please yeah um um, but the biggest thing you do like i said is you get this uh the spears of the church covenant symbol which allows you to join this covenant that allows you to troll gary um (laughs) if he ever if he ever decided to play this game again (laughs) which is looking doubtful yeah Yeah. Yeah. i keep forgetting i'm the positive one (laughs) yes like with the uh you know we're getting like we're getting into my my high crankogens yeah uh because you you make this you uh leave this church at this point uh if you go a different way than there um to this outer wall um there's this very beautiful kind of flowered garden um with a dual greatsword ring knight Mm -hmm. um they have to get past and you get to this door um where this deep voice says like the abyss runneth deep deep by the king's decree none may disturb our mistress's slumber um, and you actually go into this church. I didn't realize you could just open it. I was like, why isn't it opening? And it was because the dialogue wasn't finished. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you uh, you go in here and get to this next boss, um, which is the Spears of the Church. Which is a boss that uh, can mean a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. So the the canonical version of this and the one that has uh, narrative implications um, is Half Light. Um, you know, one of the original kind of protectors of Princess Filianor, right? Um, that is somebody who can be summoned in for kind of a more difficult version of like, hey, you're just fighting a f- fighting a person kind of fight. Right. It starts off with Judicator Argo staying in the church and he summons uh you know this this offline npc um and then there is another like a painting guardian Mm -hmm. that pops up to help that person so it i like i really i have a lot of problems with this boss fight like if we if we had re-recorded like bottom 10 bosses or something like this this would end up in my bottom 10 Mm -hmm. um because it is a uh direct repeat of something they've done before yep twice twice before twice something they've done twice before and the the difficulty of this is so variable uh, <laughs> to me in a way that I found super frustrating. Like this just ended up being my Waterloo because uh, everyone who I summoned to help me once I started summoning help uh, were like fucking jabronis and <laughs> couldn't, uh, you know, weren't, weren't very helpful. And everyone I was summoning were all people uh, to get summoned for this. You have to beat Madeir. So you are likely like incredibly skilled at the game. Yeah. Uh, these people were specced for like misery. Mm-hmm. Like, I they, have I a story like, about this. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead with your I, story. When I was playing it, um, because of the time zone difference, there was barely anyone else online because, like, it wasn't out in North America yet. So 
my summon for Spirit of the Church was Paragon DS, who's this like really well known oh, PvP guy on. Yeah, he was my Spirit <laughs> of the Church summon. <laughs> So I was like, because apparently no one else was online, and I was destroyed in like five seconds. Yeah, I figured I'm going to try out chess, so I'm going to go down to the park. Uh, Guess what? Uh, They wheeled Deep Blue out. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And I'm just like, well, it's like summoning. Oh, I wonder who it's going to be. It's like Spear of the Church, Paragon DS. Like, fuck. And and he had invaded me like in the swamp area beforehand, I guess, because like no one else was online. So that's that's my one of my souls brushes with fame. Oh I was invaded God. twice by Paracontius on the ones. Oh, I forgot to mention, like for this fight and for Midia, you can summon patches if yeah. you have yes. completed this quest line. Yes. Yeah. And he uh, he has a gigantic health pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. He's like yeah, really tanky. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he um... still has chaotic AI, but he's pretty tanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um the first couple of people who had summoned in since I was playing online um had kind of reasonable kind of RPE names. Mm-hmm. So I thought they, yeah. I thought you could summon, I thought it was kind of a random thing. Like sometimes I got half-life be, or half-light because the connection wasn't good. Sometimes I got like, you know, somebody named, you know, a uh, growl or something like it seemed like a, a reasonable name for a character. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually, you know, so I didn't know the gimmick at first. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, this is, this is kind of a cool fight where you, it's a, just a, I mean, it's still not that great. It's still two, a two on one PVP fight, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, Oh, you could fight different random people, like depending. And then the first time I got like, you know, cut crusher 420 i was like okay like you know like oh oh it's 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 oh okay it's old monk Um, you know and and they actually and he has the same spell that old monk gets he gets the homing soul masses um so it it just ends up being so variable and they've done it you know it's (laughs) like it's it's this these are the last line of defense these are the people guarding uh you know guarding thing and kind of theme wise um in demon souls uh you're being possessed by a sentient shawl and that's why you yeah. get sucked into the other world. In Dark Souls 2, you're getting summoned through a mirror through like this kind of like magical creature mm-hmm. that is set up to do this thing. Yeah. Here it's just people show up. Like a giant makes <laughs> yeah. you come makes you show up. And there's a painting guardian there. Like painting guardians have painting in their name. Like I get why he's here. It's like, oh, they work for the gods. The gods wanted to protect yeah. them. you know, Fulinor. It doesn't bother me that much that it's a painting guardian, but it's still mildly frustrating. And it's still you fighting a two on one where one of them will will heal the the person you're fighting. Yeah. So it I just yeah. ended up like you know rolling the dice enough times until like I fought somebody who was closer to my skill level with somebody on my side who was decent, and yeah. eventually got through it. But this took this was my like you know it took me twelve or thirteen yeah. times to to for, beat it. For me, like I had Paragon DS obviously lost, and then the <laughs> next time I went back, I got Half Light and um. I, I had, like, bleed weapons, so I just bled everyone out, and it, yeah. it wasn't pretty much... This is a recurring thing where just, like, it wasn't an issue for me, but it was just because of numbers. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. also really bad at PvP, too. Like, I'm not I'm not great at, like, person-on-person fights. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not, not really my strength. So, and, the, you know, and that's... You know, I don't feel bad about that. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just the case. Um, right. So I'm, I'm always going to be bad at these things, but I had way harder time than this than I did with Old Monk or, you know, Mirror Knight. Mm-hmm. When it would summon people, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just—I just hate that it's a repeated gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a, a repeated gimmick that is not um, twisted on. You know, they're not, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're not embellishing it very much. You're just, oh, these are people in service, people in service to protect a place, which yeah. is most other PvP stuff or a lot of the other, uh, you know, PvP covenant kind of things. 
uh, this is the point where I come in and say that I beat it in one try because I got matched with somebody who was just okay at PvP. Just like me because I am just okay to kind of bad at PvP. So, yeah. like, again, these games find your weaknesses. Your weaknesses can change. Um, I would like to think that there is a conservation of misery and I suffered so much on the demon prince fight that this, yeah. they, they, they decided to pass me a freebie. It's kind of like getting like bereavement, um, <laughs> the bereavement fair on a plane. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm really glad you had good luck on this because yeah. you were like, you know, this is when I got to this part, I was on Twitter. I was like, what's going to happen to the show if I just can't do this? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah. no, I, You're free. So, something, something popped up on a, I had a, a, a web page running and every once in a while you accidentally run your mouse over something that was muted because your mouse wasn't on it. Right. So it was, a, it was a, it was a video of a dog that works at an airport though. So like, <laughs> just so you guys know, it's like kind of good. I, I could probably we could probably leave it in for a little bit of levity in the middle oh, of this uh, oh, misery oh, yeah, fest. Yeah. No, I'm definitely the, um, leaving it in. Come on, man. <laughs> but like, I was like, "What's going to happen to the show?" And then I saw you tweeting about the Demon Prince, and I was, you know, I was like, "Man, I hope Cole has better luck with that because, like, mm -hmm. if you have the same experience I had, that would be two bosses in a row that are like multiple night misery affairs." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that and that that sucks. It's it's just it's so luck dependent. There's a Kotaku piece from a writer I usually like saying this is the best boss fight in the series that I want to like set on fire. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know, opinions are, opinions are all opinions. It's fine. But yeah. I, I, it's a really bad piece of writing. Like, um, because it doesn't say why it just says like, Oh, it's so meaningful and momentous. It's better than the, like... the old monk and better than the, and there's no, but there's no articulation as to why it is. And it drives me this... crazy. Cause it's like, Oh, it's a random bullshit fight, man. Speaking <sighs> of like, um, Kotaku and not liking this game. Like, um, this might be a good time to mention that there is a fairly lengthy podcast discussion between uh, Patrick Klepek from Kotaku and a game critic called Tevis Thompson, um, uh, basically about Dark Souls 3 and about the Souls series in general. And, um, like, Patrick obviously likes the series, and Tevis has had a relationship where, like, he's a, he's a, a critic who, like, Demon Souls was one of the few games he will admit to giving a 10 out of 10 to. He doesn't write for publications, really. Mm -hmm. But like, Demon's Souls is a 10 out of 10. And then, I mean, he almost never says that about anything. And then he had Dark Souls 3 as his worst game of 2016 mm. for most of the year. Until Uncharted <laughs> 4 came out, which when it was the second worst game of the year. <laughs> and, like, he, he's not, like, he doesn't like it. He's not, like, abrasive or salty about it. He's just like, this makes me sad to play. Like, it's depressing <laughs> seeing what's happened. So, like, yeah. that's that's a good listen because it's, like, too kind of different perspectives on it but it's not in a confrontational way yeah i, I bet you yeah. it gets all kinds of reasonable comments about that mm -hmm. just, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know like just speaking from experience i yeah. feel like people are probably just like cool with him saying it's the worst game and just moving on rather than <laughs> oh especially yeah. since he's working at uh or you know uh aligned with kotaku yeah 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 i'm, I'm yeah. sure that's not a, not a thing um so well, i mean i don't mean to dominate to this yeah. conversation, yeah. So, conversation no. with these guys like I, I it have... just uh, yeah, no, I have I have almost nothing more to say about it. Like, if it is thematically relevant, it's like, oh, finally, you get a chance to be the boss, you know. And yeah. we've talked a lot on the finally show. Again. What's that? Finally again. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we've talked a lot on the show about how we are resistant to a video game coming in and saying, like, aren't you the best? 
you know, the, like yeah. the, this is if that is the read that you're taking on it, this is your triumphant moment of, you know, going in there and, you know, it's all about you now. It is that mirror from the Big Lebowski where, you know, congratulations, urban achiever. Like you did it. You know, you're on you're <laughs> yeah. on the, you're on the yeah. cover of Time magazine. Um, no, I'm I don't want that. And I don't think that that is a, that that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah the uh if if the part of after i got done with it i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna join this covenant i'm gonna get summoned in and just throw the match mm-hmm. you know like 10 times <laughs> oh, like yeah. i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this to 10 people <laughs> um but then i yeah. found out what you had to do to join the covenant and yeah. that's that <laughs> was the did, moment yeah. like the last of my resolve crumbled and no, i'm like no w- w- what i did was i just went and set my sign down so i could go in and help people was yeah. yeah, I mean, like that—that that was my version of it. I yeah. had a, had a similar instinct. I was like, okay, this was easy for me. If I can make it easier, easier for other people, you know, I can pay it forward. And then, no, nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was what I was going to do, but I'm not. I was like, I'm not good enough at PvP. Like, yeah. they would probably be better off with somebody else. Yeah. So that's not like, like not speaking my of like um like thematic resonance and like Gwyn's children, like the whole thing about a spear in the church like yoshka has a church with a spear in it as well and she's yeah. possibly one of gwyn's secret kids so i'm like are they implying there's some like shadow like in shadow tower there's a holy spear as like the MacGuffin. so like mm. are they implying there's some connection between like the gods and holy spears in churches here because i don't it's like this weird like the philianor thing is like a weird slightly more fleshed out retread of yoshka where you've got like the mysterious child of the gods in locked up in a church with a holy spear and i'm like is this is this intentionally like are they going somewhere with this or are they just out of ideas Mm, yeah i don't know i don't know you've got um cool you've got in the notes here that like if you betray the spears by oh by waking up philanor i thought you were just gonna say because shira has a lot of different things she wants yeah Uh, because she also you know uh, I thought she was going. She turned against me because of not killing Madeir, mm. but then I found out she does yeah. it kind of no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, because she she uh, so a little bit past this. We should talk about Shira Shira now, even though we're not quite there. Yeah. Let's just yeah. get this out of the way. Um, this is past this next little area. You do this little uh this little fight with another uh, character here, Shira. Um, at the end of the DLC, who kind of ambushes you in this little alcove, um, <laughs> and reads you the riot act. I've searched for the dark creature. I am Shira, daughter of the Duke, descendant of gods, and trusted friend to Medea. At once, I am the honor of the gods, the glory of fire, and the fear of the dark. Thou shalt not go unpunished for thy treachery, thy profanity, and thy shameless yearning. Uh, kind of gives you know I am the Andals king you know queen of the first men, um, <laughs> kind of list of, of things and fights you. Um, I did not you know uh, at this point I was confused. I because I didn't talk to her after fighting Madeir um, and didn't get all that stuff. I didn't know why she was fighting me. Yeah, uh, the first yeah. time I fought her, I didn't know what this was about. It's a fine fight, yeah. but she's very confusing um, <laughs> where she stands in the lore. Yeah. Um, she's the daughter of the Duke, um, which I don't know no. if it's the Duke, but we only know one Duke. Well, <laughs> well she has... Um, no, no, she, it gets she, worse. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's got the scales um, on her on her model, um, oh, similar yeah. also, to the painters. Like her, um, her headpiece, it's specifically, it has the... Um, it's made from the shell of the clams that you find in Seath's cave. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> So gotcha, when I saw gotcha. the Duke, was, oh, Duke, it must be Seath. I'm like, Seath's a dragon. <laughs> they wouldn't have done work. that. <laughs> they wouldn't have done something uh, that stupid. <laughs> Oops. 
<laughs> yeah. So she, yeah. So she is the. So it very implied she's the daughter of. Uh, of, of the scaleless who is now buddies with this dragon who is put in charge of. Yeah. So she's the guy who hated dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is. I mean, this is a a quizzling dragon in yeah. mind. Like this is the dragon yeah. they raised. You know, yeah, like it, oh, it, oh, they would have flushed it down the toilet when it got big enough. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's. This is the thing where it's it's like, yeah, I get that there is a law justification for that. It's not really an arch dragon. It's an arch dragon like hatchling that they raised, and it's not like on that side. But it's still, it dilutes like the the thematic like what was going on with Gwyn fights the dragons, and then. Mm-hmm. His son is struck from history because the son sides with the dragons, but then because Gwyn is a dick, he becomes friends with this, like, Quizzling dragon anyway. But then, like, yeah. adding into that now, like, Gwyn's, the Quizzling dragon's daughter is in charge of looking after Gwyn's other daughter, and then, like, also for no, like, with no prior, um, like, build-up, Gwyn has, like, a pet dragon as well. And it's just, like, <laughs> diluting the whole Gwyn versus dragons thing to the point where it's like, I, I don't, like it's lost he, all of it. Like he um, does hang out with a lot of dragons and dragon <laughs> yeah, hybrids. Yeah. Or somebody who hates dragons. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of his main things. Yeah. Oh, and and and, yeah. and also, um, here we have a uh, a half half breed who is not hidden away in a painting, not uh, you know, not not yeah. uh, completely you know obscured from the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like again, like I'm not again with like you know SF plots that start falling in on themselves. I'm not saying that it's not explained or that you can't explain it. It's just that it's it, it dilutes the impact of, of what came before by constantly like putting little like twists on it to the point where like it's Seath's no longer like the Seath Gwyn relationship is no longer like cool now because he just he had a pet dragon anyway. <laughs> you know, it's like Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just it just sucks wind out of sails that were perfectly fine before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like it's, it's like you, it's, it's like, like you made um, spaghetti and meatballs, right? Like you made spaghetti and meatballs, and it's a meal, and then you just start making pots of spaghetti, <laughs> and then you you add that to the same plate of spaghetti and meatballs, then you add more spaghetti, and you have more spaghetti. Yeah. So like down in the little <laughs> the bottom of this, there's some meatballs, <laughs> but your meatball to spaghetti ratio is just insane. Gary, I'm de- I desperately need you to stop saying the word spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's past midnight i'm never gonna stop saying spaghetti <laughs> what, it's, um, what it's like to me is like um the um those like the force unleashed games where it's like hey did you know you're gonna play as the secret apprentice that darth vader had like in <laughs> between like the movies and it's like it's all like those games are like they make a, a point to make those canonical and like nothing contradicts anything. And it's yeah. like, this is part of the story now, but the idea of Darth Vader having a secret apprentice completely, like it takes this huge, like the impact of him trying to turn Luke is kind of gone now. Yeah. If yeah. you take it into account that like, Oh, by the way, he had another guy. He was also training. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey Rich, hey, that hey, relationship Richard? is. Yeah. Okay, can I pull you over the side here? Hey, Gary, don't yeah. worry. Uh, we we don't talk about Star Wars in front of Gary. It's it oh, starts it starts okay. a whole thing. All right. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. So back. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted yeah. to let you. Yeah. I, I don't have an X Men analogy. I can uh, use. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> let's, well, here let's let's get into it. Um, the thing about Cyclops and Professor X's relationship <laughs> okay. is before they retconned it to have the. Uh, anyway, um, no, I'm too, I'm too beaten down by this to be mad about Star Wars. This is. <laughs> 
Nobody tell Brian Wade because I this is that would be my most vulnerable if he wanted to try to like get me to read it swoop in. Yeah, and just stick an extended universe novel between my butt cheeks and put me to bed. Like, this is this is literally the only time he could do it. Yeah, so, 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 I don't even care so, about some, Star Wars. I'm just thinking of something people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, 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 somewhere in Indiana, <laughs> Brian Wade wakes like from a peaceful him. slumber. Um, let's uh, we. It, it is like the dilution is a really good way to put it. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she dilutes things. Do you guys have any good ideas on who this mad king is that she's using as a weapon? It's her daughter just... or it's, it, it's her kid. Like, what? She, yeah, I think that she, uh, you know, so once a mad king was born to the pygmy royalty and Shira at night of Philomore put him to rest. Um, this thing would have been undying cause it would have been a quarter dragon. Um, and it would have oh, been it yeah. would have been the new hmm. king uh, that she had with this pygmy, right? Um, and so, because she was this knight, she was you know set to kill it, and therefore, even though it's unkillable, um, she must carry it around. You know, she delivered them together to the dark room where she stayed and held them close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may yeah, like maybe it, does it does it? I know it has. It looks weird. It has horns. It has like these weird triple jointed yeah, elbows it, and stuff. It looks kind of like dragon the. Avengers. Um... Like the grooves in um, Baron yeah. Keith with the weird, yeah. like horns and the distorted anatomy. That, yeah. I mean, just yeah. that, that's that, that, that's my read on it. Like yeah. by proximity, yeah. it's the only thing I can think of. That's cool. I, I well, the thing, the only reason why I think that like it being immortal doesn't mean it has to be part dragon is that like we run into a still living uh, pygmy king at the end of time here in just like a moment. Yeah. The, 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 you know? the, there, there's a reason that they have that they have lived as long as they have. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying, but they, they, yeah. you know, this is this this is pygmy royalty, yeah. you know, like that could be another one that lived as long for yeah. as long as it did. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's a cool idea. I just it kind of adds to this whole thing about Shira being, you know, not really a complete character, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and they're building a lot of pathos in like that. That speech he gave was pretty cool. <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds cool. It, it was such a contextless like nothing yeah. to me though it's just somebody coming out of nowhere and charging me with things i feel like i didn't do yeah yeah you know and, and telling like, me titles that didn't mean anything to me um like given like it's especially likely that that will happen given what we we're talking about earlier where you show up and the herald knights mean you can't talk to her properly no yeah. well that that's true too is i didn't get her whole yeah. story like yeah because like i i had no idea who she was i had to go and read it up later because it was just like there was an npc behind a door and then someone was fighting me yeah and i i didn't get the story until i got her armor set Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what actually happens after the spears of the church? This is we got a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it made sense to address those together. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we're we're right in the run up to the end here. Um, yeah. We actually go into Philinor's church. Um, this, uh, you know, heading heading on up to this kind of secluded room at the top of this cathedral with uh, this. Admittedly, again, like I don't, uh, you know, I'm not super into this DLC. I think it's okay, but I think this whole scene is pretty striking. Yes. Um, yeah, it's really good. Know, yeah. This woman who is Philonor, who is uh, sleeping um, with this kind of broken, half uh, crumbled egg. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like a spear. And is it safe to assume? I, I, I always it's get a orb little bit hesitant. Orb. What's it's that? Got orb. Yeah, orb it's, status. Yes, it, 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 it is orb. I was it, waiting for you to say orb. It, it is yeah, cool. It is cool. It is cool and orb. Um, no, look, but this was this house to the dark soul at some point, yes. and it's broken because 
because Gale was here before well, us. Yeah. Do we do we know that though? I mean, it's, that's my best guess. I'm it's, just gonna, I'm gonna say it, but yeah, no, like, it's leaking black stuff. But I yeah. don't know that it is because, like, we know yeah. how the pygmies got the dark soul, or like a more direct thing would be the furtive pygmy pygmy distributed it. Yeah, you know, to the different like the pygmy, pygmy kings already have the dark soul between them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how I see it, right, is that like everyone is obsessed with that egg, and like Vati has announced he is having like. A screening of this this um, anime called Angel's Egg, which he thinks might help explain what the egg is, because there's an egg in that. And having seen Angel's Egg, it makes even less sense than this. So yeah. good luck. But like, um, I think the egg thing. People are looking at this the wrong way, and they're assuming the 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 egg orb thing is significant. But like, what what they keep flanking up the NPCs in this is that what significant is Phil- Yeah, don't wake up yeah. Philianor. And the and you literally. Philianor. And it, yeah. she's leaning she's, on it. So, she's yeah. using the egg as a pillow. She's mm-hmm. keeping herself, um, like, propped up on that. So what wakes... The egg crumbling wakes her up because mm-hmm. it, like, the thing she's resting on collapses. Yeah. And things don't go badly until she's awake. It's not, And, like, what... The reason it's crumbling is because it's sort of communicating to you that, like, this would have crumbled anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, this can't sustain itself, so you're just accelerating. Yeah. yeah, that it, it was always going to crumble. Yeah, she fell asleep holding the fork. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's, so I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely assumed, like, the, the kind of cataclysm thing that happens is tied to her waking up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the definitely. Egg, like, yeah. in Cool's defense, though, or, like, yeah. in Team Egg's defense. No, no I, 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 I serve my purpose by making by making a statement with confidence and being wrong. So, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, we've been recording for four hours and 12 minutes now. Yeah. The, um, yeah. So, th- this egg, like, looks super mystical. Like, it doesn't look like something yeah. propping somebody up. Like, it's, it's a broken egg that's leaking weird black yeah. stuff. Yeah. It looks just like a vagrant. Which is yeah, super exactly. weird, yeah. and I don't, you know, it's hard to ascribe meaning to that. But it looks like a vagrant. Yeah. Um, and if to you, me, um, if you get the the design works. There's concept art of the egg, and it has in it like those crystal growths that you see in the swamp hmm. that are, they're, they're like meant to be eating it away. But that's not on the model that we see in game. Right. Which mm. is kind of goopy. So I don't know what like if if they're supposed to be there or they just left them out or. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's still like super like this is one of the I mean there and and people this is unusual for my approach to this game but this is something where I'm willing to let the spe- specificity of the egg go mm-hmm. because yeah. of like this being like one of the like more cool things to happen in in the series even I think yes yeah like this this looks so cool and this happened like this is such a like it is Dark Souls three uh, is low on those like your stomach drops out moments no like those yeah. like finally seeing King Vendrick moments mm-hmm. because it is like, I don't care about the characters. So it is mostly contextless. Yeah. Um, but what happens sometimes is you get something like this, where just purely through kind of visual and art direction, like it actually does the work, mm-hmm. you know, and this feels like this does the work. Yeah. I love uh, the design yeah. of Philianor herself because yeah. mostly she's unremarkable except for um, the fact that she has like tear stains on her uh, uh, around her eyes that are kind of like they, they look like veins or like enervation or something like that like and it's especially striking when she does wake up and those kind of get more prominent as they you know as the as the skin in her face stretches like yeah. we, we we know almost nothing about Philianor as a character but we it is safe to surmise that she has had a pretty miserable life being kind of you know, yeah. in, not enslaved, but kind of set up as this load-bearing character yeah. in her yeah. father's like, game. Like, literally, yeah. since before the first game, she's just been asleep. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, you know, what what she has been doing and the purpose of her being asleep um, is that there is something about her dreaming that holds the Ring City in a kind of stasis. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of keeps the uh, the Pygmy Kings, you know, uh, uh, alive as well. Like, obviously, things here are rotting. There's, you know, abyss that is creeping in like you know it is it is in a state of decay but your waking her causes you know mm. everything in this glow and the flash um to like snap forward to the present to where the world is covered with ash to where she yeah you know is dead desiccated mummified i did not like like i i like this is as an isolated moment like it is it's like a stomach drops out thing that happens but like after the initial shock wore off i was like oh come on kind of because like <laughs> we have just been through all this like ash and broken shit and then we get to the ring city and it's like interesting it's something new it's like verdant it seems like it's you know reasonably like it's like this oasis in a desert Mm-hmm. And then to have the reveal be no, it's just more ash is like oh really? It feels like they're trying to like, rebottle the appeal of uh, Dark Anne Orlando a little bit. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of um of like if you dispel the illusion of Guinevere. Yeah, yeah. She also yeah, that, that, that's um, another one of those. Yeah. She she also kind of makes me think of like Ludleth the way that Ludleth talks about like um. There's all these weird implications that, like, Lothric's the way it is because of Ludleth. He's, like, mm-hmm. holding... But he talks about, like, the fire went out, but then I became a Lord of Cinder and I willed a new world. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe Filianor is a similar thing, that, like, her dreaming is keeping this whole thing together. Yeah. In the same... Yeah. yeah. It's pretty hard to know exactly what that what's going on. Yeah, and, and again, know, like, this, because... this isn't... Like, this is cool, because this is, like... We were talking before about things being developed to the point where they seem like loose narrative ends. This is never really explained, so it's not annoying because it's like just this. It, it just yeah, works off yeah. this like dream logic, and I'm like I'm fine with this. As a princess, she wakes up, the world ends. That's all I need mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a very like, bloodborne thing. Like I feel yeah, like bloodborne yeah. graphics and a lot of that kind of stuff that I really dug. Yeah, yeah. it's um, not like there is like a separate area dedicated to the contradictory backstory of Filianor's <laughs> egg, like that. Well, not yet. Well, um, so one of of the things about this being kind of the end, though, and what exactly is happening here, whether it's dispelling, because I don't think it's an illusion. um, This idea of it keeping the kind of the pygmy kings alive is interesting, but it also uh, by the time when we run into. So we get to the end of the world. We have the pygmy king that's kind of crawling um, to Philanor, you know, who tells us that the red hood is come to eat us. To eat our dark souls. We see Gail. Gail's been at work for a while. Yeah. Which is kind of weird yep. if this is the natural state of things, if this ha- isn't us actually in kind of the, the future or what the chronology is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me that much, but it is, it yeah. is, it's not cut and dry exactly what happens. Yeah. Because Gail has definitely been chomping down on Pygmy Kings for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, the, the way it's explained is, like, he comes to the pygmies to seek um, their blood to use as pigment because he wants, like, he, he's serving the uh, the painter and she needs, she needs blood to paint the painting. So he's gone to get the blood of the people that hold the dark soul. But then mm-hmm. when he gets there, the blood of the, it's described as having dried up, whatever that means. 
um, I guess maybe they're mummified in the yeah, same like, way. Like, like a, yeah, like an aged corpse. Yeah, the, the and blood so will that there's no, yeah. there's no, like, substance in them that can be used as pigment. So he just starts, like, chomping down on them to consume, like, the dark. It makes me think that, like, is he like a like a bird and he's going to eat it and then his plan is to go back to Arigandil and just, like, vomit up. Regurgitate on the thing. Yeah, yeah. just regurgitate um, bits of dead pigment. You, on you the know what? Palette. Like, not to be the kind of insufferable lore person I hate, but that almost makes sense with Arigandil. With the uh, all the crow people, like maybe yeah, that is actually people. how yeah. how they how they do that. I, yeah, I yeah. took it as he's trying to, like, if he can eat these souls, it can kind of become of him, and then yeah. the blood, his blood, will well, work for it. Well, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what he says. Yeah. Like after, yeah. like, like in the cutscene when you when when you phase him, he like he's bleeding out of his chest. He says, "Oh, is this it? Is this the blood of the dark soul?" Like, yeah. The, yeah. The, to 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 me, it seems really clear that that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're we're of course talking about Slave Knight Gale. Um, before you get to sleep, I guess, you know, I just put in that, that pause for the music, but before you get to him, there's one ring night way off on the left hanging out. Yeah. He gives you a slab. I, okay. Yeah. He gives, he gives you a slab just in case you're not all slabbed up for the final <laughs> boss fight of the final game in the final slab, slather up your slab. slabs. Yep. So see, I got 16 slabs. What do you get? It's like, uh, literally older and could have, just, could have just patched in an enemy that randomly dropped slabs, but no, we have to have fixed slab drops, but to make sure... You can come up with multiple builds. They have to be like twenty of them. It's like <laughs> or make sure there's an enemy there. Yeah. Like at this point, you're about to fight yeah, Gale. Like thing. why couldn't that just yeah. be a slab on the ground? <laughs> like you yeah. know, literally, let me have whatever build I want for this fight. Like give, <laughs> give me the slab of Palooza 2017. Like you walk yeah. into a room that's a slab city. Like if if I haven't figured out my build by this part, I am in trouble. You know. <laughs> exclusively for people who want to use that um the spear of the mad king or whatever <laughs> on this fight yeah yeah uh, the crucifix of the mad king yeah um, um can, can can we actually do the music drop yes yes we so after you defeat that ring the knight you are here to fight slave knight gale Welcome to Nightgale. Um, <laughs> yeah. It starts out good at first and then becomes insufferable. And then people start posting memes from it on Facebook and you'll start to hate it. Um, yeah. No. So uh, he rises up um, from his uh, from his feast. He has turned to devouring, uh, much like the locusts do. And he, he starts charging at you. Um, and, yeah, this is a three-phase fight, but he has one single health bar, which is nice. Yeah, uh, he has a lot of health. Too much, you, you know. It, it is a problem that is endemic to this uh, to yeah. this DLC. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. like the culmination of uh, when Artorius is on screen. Everyone should be asking, "Where's Artorius?" <laughs> yeah. Because not only does he have like a very similar moveset to Artorius, the way it starts with him like having killed yeah. everything and like throwing the it's like a direct lift of what Artorius does when you fight him. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's like good. he's Artorius, like mixed with um, with a little bit of uh, some of the, the cloak attacks remind me of Maria, like yep. the kind of flame flourishes. Yeah, and then they a lot of, of guts, like with the the repeating crossbow thing. Yeah, he's he's yeah. real gutsy. He's like Todd McFarlane's Gale, like they redesigned <laughs> the character. Now he's got like a sentient cape and like a yeah. hole in his chest and a giant like fucking crossbow yeah he's no longer just a, those just... Da damning things i've heard about <laughs> this like fight that a lot of people like yeah 
<laughs> it, it is like Todd McFarlane rebooted Gale. We've all seen Gale. Yeah. He's been hanging around. Yeah, he's just now, a dude. Yeah. yeah uh, this but, is the Marvel Knights version. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's big and he's very bestial. Like he charges around. Yeah. He fights. He fights on all fours like Vort. You know. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. he he attacks with a sword and he's he's incredibly aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it is definitely feels like it is uh, evoking Artorias to me most. Yeah. Um, out of everything yeah. that he evokes. And like uh, it, it like this is another thing about like the context in which I'm playing this. Like, I do not mind him invoking Artorius in a vacuum because he has consumed the Dark Soul, so it makes sense for that to be an Artorius kind of because Artorius was in the abyss getting corrupted. The thing is, like they have like played out the Artorius thing so badly at this point that I'm just like, like there's a fucking Artorius cosplay convention boss fight where you fight multiple guys who all have Artorius's moveset and I'm just <laughs> like after that point I'm like no there's this well is dry now you can't yeah. keep going back to it yeah uh, it's, yeah. it's almost like they had to just because it's a really well loved boss fight yeah and they wanted to end yeah. on, on something like that um and this is something where he's a three phase boss fight even his level of health doesn't bother me like if, if the if his level of health or he didn't have that third phase I would be fine yeah like, yeah. I, I don't hate this boss fight. I don't, a lot of people, you know, best in the series because that's, you know, Make, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever is most recent is the best. Yeah, yeah. is best in the series. Yeah. I don't think that, I think this is pretty middling because it is a little bit too much. But not, not yeah. so much. They are not, like, not Madeir too much. Like, mm-hmm. the first yeah. two phases, I consistently had a lot of fun fighting him. Yeah. It just became yeah. attrition because of, you know, either because of his, like, super devastating third phase attacks uh, which just used up a lot of my Estus or just, I couldn't get his HP down in time. So like ultimately ended up summoning, uh, summoning help for him. And I want to give a shout out to the, uh, summon known as two, just the, the number two, <laughs> uh, who was like a champ and was awesome and, and helped me out. And like, you know, yeah. the first, the first time I summoned, I got him. So like, I felt really bad talking, you know, yeah. reading about Allison's experience with this, yeah. which was yeah. a never ending nightmare. <sighs> yeah. I was involved in that. Yeah. I was, was, yeah. Like th- this is like something we would like, the idea, oh, Slave Knight Gale, why don't you just get good? And it's like, oh, Allison is someone who, yeah. who like, has been playing since 2009. Like, she imported Japanese Demon Souls and was playing it, like, using all these, like, online things to reference what all the, the commands did and has been, like, really, really involved in the series up until this point. And the idea that, like, she has just decided arbitrarily, I don't like hard bosses mm-hmm. is, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No, they're like, this boss is actually too much. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's not Allison's like not a bad hard boss. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like she's, yeah. yeah. She's patient. And like, like again, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. a numbers thing again, because like she was summoning, like when I fought Gale, the first time I fought him, I got him down to like one pixel of health and then he got me. Um, and then like, I got him on my third attempt and like us summoned, like she had, me and two other people and the health bar I just bloated to the point where like it's just like we can't it, there's it, like just wearing him down was taking too long yeah yeah, yeah. It, it I think it is like it is almost really good yeah like it is yeah. almost and and the part of it that's almost good I like more than I like soul of cinder oh like yeah as far as ending fights yeah. for it like I think it is a cooler fight than that yeah it's more yeah. imaginative there's kind of like that crossbow is like mixes things up in a really interesting way mm-hmm. yeah. i think and and you can learn it like the crossbow which I, I talked to a lot of people who died from it a lot and like 
once you get it, it's like, oh, you can roll. This is an opportunity. Like if you mm-hmm. dodge the direction and then roll through, like you can get in hits. Like yeah. finding those places yeah. was really fun. I just didn't want to do it forever. Yeah. Um, and that was that was really the issue mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. If they just if they just eased back just a little bit, yeah, not again, eased because like, that's the, 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 that's the wrong word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> times times point seven five, you know, twenty five percent less health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, would have made this like a like a good like a mm-hmm. like a great boss because because like I like the escalation. I like when you know he has that moment where he you know stands up and realizes, oh, I've got the blood of the dark soul. Oh, is this the blood? The blood of the dark soul. Um, and, you know, gets more, gets more capable. Like phase two of this is really good. I, yeah, I, I yeah. like it a lot, but like when he gets the cloak that does the, uh, the follow through, when he gets the way of white Corona, um, the teleporting yeah. is a bit much. Um, and I think that even the, like the lightning is a little bit too much. Uh, it was mm-hmm. before I figured out the way, you know, where, where the lightning strikes would, yeah. would, 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 would fit, but like the escalation on this feels really cool and dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just a little bit like don't have that third phase or just make that third phase be a little bit briefer. Yeah. And I think I would have yeah. dug it. And this is all, you know, again, for my kind of nerfed dex build, like I was not doing very much damage per hit yeah. on this guy. Um, and apparently he bleeds. Um, maybe my I feel like my bleed was pretty high, but maybe I just wasn't hitting enough times in a row. To I, proc I it. was I beat him by bleeding him. basically. Mm. Yeah. And even but even if you do bleed, like if you bleed him, I was doing something like you know, like 150 damage per hit um the bleed damage for him on like the weapon i had when i looked it up online was something like 650 oh jesus so it's a few it's a few extra hits yeah but it's not yeah, like he, you're not chunking him. it's not like the dancer yeah. mm-hmm. you know like yeah. where like you know dancer of the boreal valley you bleed and it just like thump, you know here's <laughs> yeah. there goes like 15 percent. i initially assumed he was immune to bleed until it started happening i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. yeah so so almost a real good fight not quite you know great level for me, like, I think the demons is probably my favorite boss fight in the DLC, or it's probably about equal yeah. with this, you know. And then the middle ones I didn't like. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, this, the the arena here is cool. I don't mean to prolong this, but um, you you know you are in this kind of gigantic ashen desert that has these chairs around you know there are eight lords of you know of i was about to say londor um there there are eight pygmy kings you know yeah the the, you know, the last one you know approached you is crawling on the ground i waited for him to get to filianor um, oh lots of people did yeah yeah um, oh sweet summer child <laughs> well i mean <laughs> you, you ran out of patience i wasn't out of patience at that point i don't know no, if that I qualifies know. me as a sweet summer child i just uh <laughs> I, I was hopeful that there would be something but no he just repeats his last yeah, line I, and then and i then was dies. streaming when he showed up so i just took like an impromptu vote in the chat about do i leave this guy alone or do we just kill him and see if he drops something and he doesn't drop anything yeah i would have i would, I would have liked that, to have mercy yeah. mercy killed him but yeah. yeah. One thing about the pygmy lords is like, again, like kind of resonating with something without really giving us new information is that like there's eight of them arranged five and three, which mm-hmm. is how the sigils work with Henri and you, that you have five and Henri has three. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah. then like that together forms whatever lets you become Lord of Londor. Oh, wow. So I'm guessing like, I used to think that was like an arbitrary thing that like, I guess Henri just had three, but it looks like there's something about... <laughs> There has to be like eight fragments or something in you. Yeah. You, yeah. But again, it doesn't really tell us anything new. No. It's just like a little, I guess this is significant. And yeah, yeah. like you can see that um, that 
like this Filianor's rest is like one side of the arena and the other side is that that tower you see from the previous bonfire the first bonfire but there's nothing um it's just there like it hasn't collapsed or anything so i i don't know what significance it's supposed to have yeah i, I don't know either yeah. um so we learn a little bit about uh gale just through his stuff um but not more not as maybe as much as you might think right um, yeah. you know it's all stuff we more or less know yeah um it ascribes a a, a lot of prescience to him because you know it, it says here like hey you know he wanted to get this pigment all right yes but gale knew he was no champion and that the dark soul would likely ruin him and that he had little hope of safe return so this implies that he knew he needed a champion of ash um to withstand this um it also implies that he knew he would go there get the blood be turned and the, he needed the champion of ash to kill him so they could be the safe vessel back for it um that's an awful lot of stuff to assume is going to go right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, it, it could literally just be he was hubristic went there and it's up to you to finish his job because he could not <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i think like gale is a cool like idea for a character that i think isn't really developed very well because you have like one interaction with him in the whole series which yeah. is when he's in the because like the idea with gale is like he has a mission and that is the only he will just carry out that mission regardless of like what it takes yeah. So his mission was go get paint for the new painted world. So like that, because he is so single-mindedly obsessed, he has gone to like the end of the world at the end of all things and mm -hmm. like fought his way through the ring city and killed the, the pygmy lords and eaten them because like all he cares about is I have to get the blood of the dark soul. Yeah. But like, yeah. and like said that way, like he kind of seems like a compelling character, but the problem is you meet him once in the cathedral and he just traps you <laughs> right. in a painting and laughs. And yeah. then the next time you see him, he's the Hulk. <laughs> that, that's the thing is, is that it, yeah. it would be if this were a character that the game uh, previous to this was about, you know, it would make a big difference. Yeah. yeah. You know, like one yeah. of the and, things and that this... we talked about a lot with Dark Souls 3 in comparison to previous entries in the series is that by the time you meet someone to fight them in previous entries, a lot of times you felt like you got to know them because – yeah. The areas leading up to them, the levels, everything was about them and let you get to, you know, there was characterization. And there's not yeah. a lot of characterization to Gale. No. Um, yeah. You know, like, he's, he's a lowly have, um... station. <laughs> That's what we like, got. People who have been critical of this boss, like there's been one of the, the rebuttals to that is like, um, oh, you just don't like him because he's a character of lowly status and you wanted to fight a god. And it's what? like, no. Oh, no. Certainly people not have me. been like, saying that a lot. Yeah. 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 And it's like, fuck that. No. No, but like I, I would like, like the most <laughs> beloved, yeah, the most beloved characters in the series are like Sigvard, mm -hmm. like characters <laughs> like that yeah. who's like, yeah, and yeah. like the people like really feel bad for Yorm and stuff, like you know the these like because they actually have humanity to them, yeah, 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 and and this is it's just there's just not enough screen time for him, and the other yeah, kind he's... of you know like, again we we kind of addressed this briefly at the beginning of the early episode is that like. One of the things when people say this is just a side thing, that's the other defense I've seen is that like you're expecting yeah. a lot from this last boss that is not really the last boss of the game. <laughs> um, however, like this is at the end of the world after watching, you know, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the time princess wake up after the egg crumble. Like this has a momentous air to it yeah. where you could reasonably expect somebody who is. If not, again, not of import like stature in terms of the world itself. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't care about the stature, internal stature. No. 
you know, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I care about it's, it's my, like, like how cool I think they are, how important they are to me mm-hmm. as the player going through it. Yeah. It's like we were talking about like before that people say like the whole of this DLC is a side story, but it's a side story that is like scaled 40 levels higher than the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Which like, like the old hunters is pretty tough, but like, Orphan of Cause is scaled to roughly the level you need to be to fight German, basically. Yeah. And like, so the like, it's it's kind of it's not one or the other. It's like this recurring thing with Dark Souls Three that like it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. Yeah. So like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a side story about a painting or the apocalyptic end of everything, and it's kind of both. So it's neither. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's on a mission to you know get this pigment to. To, to make his own Hail Mary pass to find some place to go after the world ends. And so maybe that's like a tenuous link. It also gives a little bit yeah. a little bit of justica- justification for Frida because Frida could be somebody that he led into the world thinking that she was going to serve the purpose that you yeah. did, but well, she, she fucked things up. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, and then the ashes were too, you know, like, like, yeah. you know, here, here you go. <laughs> I need you to get her out of my world so we can get this right. And then I can go on my quest and you can help me fulfill it again. A yeah. tremendous amount of foresight. And it's almost like, like, you kind of want Gale to fulfill a similar, like the way that the game will not shut the fuck up about Pontiff Sullivan being responsible for all these things that are happening. And it's like, maybe if like Gale's hand were like shown a little earlier on that, like there is this like immortal, like it's a cool concept, this immortal slave Mm -hmm. who just, he's Mm -hmm. like the Terminator and he just has like one goal and he will not stop until he's done it regardless of, you know, how, convolute how how many people he has to kill and how many like horrible schemes he has to involve himself in all that matters is serving like this this little girl but then it's it's rushed through like really quickly yeah and the ultimate thing that drives me you know bonkers (laughs) about it and this is a big disagreement i have with other people who are deriving more meaning from this than i am is that when you get this this blood of the dark soul um, and take it to the lady in Ariandel. Um, you know, she says like, uh, cool, you can put it in the dialogue if you want to not to give you work. No, but I mean, I've, I've, yeah, this is, yeah. Hey, you know, it's significant. It's the end. Let's, yeah, let's... <laughs> My thanks, fashion one. With this, will I paint a world? Please tell me thy name. I would name this painting after thee. And here's the important part. I will paint a world of that name. It will be a cold, dark and very gentle place and one day it will make someone a goodly home uh and then you can name it after yourself or refuse if you name it after yourself it's probably ash um yeah and people have ascribed a lot of meaning to that like that is the new that is the out that is the third way that's the cycle not being that's where people will live peacefully mm-hmm. um that's the same that's almost quoting uh, that's quoting everyone who's ever talked about painting worlds mm-hmm. that are all horror yeah. shows. Like <laughs> yeah. painted worlds are not good yeah. places. Like it started as a prison plane, you know, which it is for in my, in my head canon it still is for some reason in dark souls three, it became a place for like sad stuff, but <laughs> yeah, every time it's it, it, sad birds, uh, <laughs> it is still beholden to the same cycle. It's just a different kind of articulation of it. Yeah. And, and just so like, it is the, going the, to become a nightmare. Like, yeah, it's going to rot. <laughs> And the weirdness of, like, the painted world exists within another painted world, like, uh, <laughs> like, a, um, like a Russian doll, which, like, again, is kind of an interesting notion. But then, 
like they don't make anything of like well is for that to work like well would um like the painted world is absolutely tiny it's not like a whole world Mm. so it's like it it kind of implies this like turtles all the way down thing with paintings but (laughs) but like all it does is it gestures toward it and doesn't like it doesn't tell you anything kind of meaningful or evocative about it it's just like you think back and like oh there's a painting in that painting (laughs) everything we know about painted worlds does not suggest what she's saying like it isn't ironic yeah you know thing it's only it's only kind of been said ironically um and and one of the things i just i get to toss a little shade at the uh the bamco marketing guy who runs the dark souls twitter account who was like oh this is uh answered somebody's question and said like oh it is a new a new world where humans can live peacefully or something and then later in like reddit admitted like oh i don't know like like, i'm just making it well no one yeah. I, I, yeah. I flipped off my web my webcam hoping that maybe the image would get to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like through, um, yeah, through through some kind of complicated yeah, internet it, of things. Because like we're told about the cosmology of this world at the beginning of Dark Souls One, and absolutely fucking nothing in that suggests this is happening in a painting. You get a whole world creation story about like the the Ash Lake and the dragons and everything, and like. Ariamis is treated as this like like weird little pocket universe. It's not treated as this is the next part of this cycle that's going on. Even yeah, I didn't even think about it as they were trying to start a new cycle like Dark Souls One. I was literally just thinking of a different Ariamis or Ariandel. You yeah. know, just See, another I, pocket I, universe. I actually that, like, saw it as like at the very end when they say one day I will I will name this painting Ash, and I'm thinking so is she painting Ash Lake for like the oh, okay. Ash Dunes that begin the cycle of Dark Souls one again? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But the thing, yeah, but like the, the stupid thing is that like the painted worlds we've seen are tiny self-contained things. They're not whole worlds. Yeah. Uh, like the it's, painted it's, world in Dark Souls one, it is literally just like that kind of like chapel, island. Um, island fortress thing that's on the painting. It's not yeah. like it's yeah. a painting of a whole, it's a painting of a place you go into that, nothing exists. Be like you can see mountains, but presumably there's nothing there because the painting itself just shows that structure. Yeah. And it's right. just like, and even even if that were not true, like that is true. And then even if it weren't, it, it's a nightmare. It's full of bone <laughs> wheels yeah. and fucking uh, you know, plague hollows and stuff. And like, you know, and then Ariandel is no better. It's full of like nightmare birds and and civil war and like you know, birds dragging their intestines about and stuff mm-hmm. who all yeah. are happy. You know, there's several of them are happy about it. Like, Hey, let's just settle down in the rot. But that's yeah. no different than the the piece of the dark that we've been tempted with the entire series. Right. Yeah. Like, so the idea, you know, there's always been the seductive, peaceful element to this, this terror that can happen. That's yeah. not new. You, you just let it happen. It was the rot. Yeah, it was. It was a piece that was not unlike the dark. Yes. Like it, it's, it's yeah. all proxies for the same idea. So like yeah, if, if this yeah. new place that we can do the same thing we can do in in the old place, like if we can just let the dark come in this new like why make a painting where we can do a smaller version of the thing we can do on a large scale now, you know how is that meaningful yeah. and interesting? Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay, so Dark Souls fifty two, um, we create a painting that is just a room where you walk into it and you turn into a skeleton, and then that is that, that like that is <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, it. The paintings have dilated down or contr- irised down to just be that. And like nowhere else to go. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's See, no longer I, a painting. It's it's one of those little uh, those little keychains that just has one painting <laughs> that you look through. I Sometimes seriously thought like I thought 
um i had this is not this is not like wouldn't it be cool this is like my horror nightmare version of how it would end that it would be like the ending of bioshock infinite and you would walk through all of these different paintings that all represented different worlds oh in yeah. this like mm-hmm. weird gallery thing about how like oh it's always the same story every single time with like the painter narrating it and like, i'm glad like, that wait. didn't happen because it would have been stupid but it zooms out to much. the dark gallery you know and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the ending of Chrono Cross. Like we just get a live action picture of somebody dancing in the streets with a painting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I it I found it to be a pretty unsatisfying ending. Well, there, I mean, uh, there, there, there's no pomp around it. There's no cutscene. There's no yeah. I mean, there, there, there's there's one small new piece of dialogue um, after an, an okay boss fight. Yeah, you know, even yeah. and even if it is a pretty good boss fight, it still doesn't. Uh, you know, I have to even to make that kind of happen. Um, that they could be going for this idea that you can, you know, actually have a cold, dark and gentle place where you succumb to this darkness. Um, even to make that true, I have to kind of squint. So to make mm-hmm. it a repetition of ideas we've already done, I kind of have to squint yeah. with it. And yeah. there's so much dilution to get there. There's so much, uh, you know, Shira and so much of these kind of new, new characters and new connections that don't, don't feel additive. Yeah. You know, so like as much as, yeah. you know, at the beginning of these episodes, as I mentioned, like in final summation, like I think this is a much better DLC than Ashes Variandel. It's yeah. not an absolute embarrassment. It's just not particularly it's not super, super good. And it doesn't do the things that I feel like Dark Souls 3 needed to do to kind of be redemptive. Yeah. No, like this doesn't change my opinion of the base game. It doesn't no. do anything to put it in a new in a new light. And so like this could have been a chance to reexamine the entire work and have it be tied together and you know talk about it like in a you know in a way that the old hunters did or in a way yeah. that Artorius of the Abyss did. And on one hand you could say that is an unfair comparison to make. You know, you're not going to always hit it out of the park at every every at, at bat. But they have before, and I will repeat what I said at the end of the uh, the Ashes of Ariandel, which is They've never disappointed me before, you know, even with yeah. Dark yeah. Souls 3. Hey, there could have been a scholar kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe they could have, again, tied it together, put the pieces closer. But no, like we thought Krusty was going to get here. And we say that as a joke so much. We say it so much, but like it is an apt, it is an apt yeah. comparison. And yeah. it, it, it didn't. And I don't have anything new to say about all yeah. of this like, as, a, a, as me, a whole. It, yeah. To me, like there has been a lot of negativity aimed at the negativity, which is people saying like you expected too much of this, but like part of that is on the base game for leaving people with like feeling incomplete. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like people would have been fine with a side story. If the base game felt like it was a, like everything actually clicked together. People wanted resolution to problems they actually had. This wasn't like, I need every, like like when Bloodborne came out like that's a story that's that's almost entirely opaque but mm-hmm. no one was complaining like oh we need more we need answers we need answers we need answers and then when the old hunters came out and provided that was like like it 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 added so much but at the same time like people weren't it wasn't on the old hunters to answer these questions no one expected that and that it did like made the work richer, but Bloodborne works without the old hunters. Mm-hmm. But with this, there was so much like it's going to all click together because we know that they have planned these DLCs. When they released the game, they said there's going to be two DLCs. So like 
all of these like little tangents I was talking about that don't go anywhere, there was um, it was people were kind of there was goodwill around like, well, I guess that'll be resolved at some point. And now that that they weren't, they just stand there as as tangents that don't work. Yeah. And to me, like, yeah. like it's not. Yeah. People were not expecting. It's not too much to expect that the story like hang together. Yeah. Like, it, that's it, just sick. I, I, I said it at the beginning of last episode. It carries, you know, uh, the, the burden or the expectation of finality. Right. I'm not asking for them to cut my steak and chew it for me. That, like, yeah. that, that, that I'm I am fine with ambiguity. Yeah. Uh, I I would like them to at least give the indication that the lines would start moving back together. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. It just it, it yeah. I, I don't know. I I lost my thread. I had like a like a real slam. Oh, here's here's my slam dunk. Like in a in a way, <laughs> like in the in, in very broad strokes, they put together something that might have been an ending. You know, like they take it all the way back to the beginning. You know, by yeah. by by talking about this unseen covenant that was made, right? And simultaneously, they take it to the very end. You know, like literally, you are at the end of the world. You know, and I thought that like, oh, this exists at the end of the world. Oh, it's going to be like at some far extreme. No, this is like the restaurant at the end of the world. You know, like this is yeah. like this is this yeah. is a moment in time where this city exists and has always existed and would have well that wouldn't have always existed because that egg was going to break. That's what eggs do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. You know, there. So like in a broad strokes, like they like ha ha. We've had we have the structural victory, but again, nothing in it hangs together and meets that expectation yeah. that like again those lines do not approach. They diverge. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, I, I feel like, like I've, I you know I've more or less said my piece. Yeah. on it like yeah. between and, and throughout the whole season too right like so that we're going to talk about during the appendix stuff too it Souls three stuff's going to come up but like it's kind of ultimately my disappointment and you know i i recognize for some people like that's not what you want to hear as i said at the beginning of the uh the first episode of this and a lot for a lot of people this dlc was redemptive yeah. um i talked to a lot yeah. of people who didn't like ashes who didn't like dark souls 3 that much and loved this they're like oh the magic's back and i wouldn't take that away from anybody um it didn't do a lot for me or or for us really it seems like um and that's just kind of had gonna have to be how it ends you know part of the uh that Krusty's gonna get here is that idea that like it's not even just the joy of going out on a good note it's that when this happened this has now crystallized everything that came before it mm -hmm. right so like yeah. the the lack of possibility like this we've now schrodinger the box is open mm -hmm. so schrodinger's cat is either open or dead because now we're out of dark souls <laughs> content yeah uh, yeah. you know, and like Schrodinger's cat is alive, but sick. Um, it's got <laughs> wet tail and it's, you know, it's, um, you know, and, and it's, it's got like that weird eye thing that cats get, you know, and that's just how the cat is, you know, and now the cat exists. Um, yeah. and that, you know, the bummer thing is I'm going to move forward and that's always going to be the cat, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's yeah. dark souls three for me. And it, you know, the people who get mad at us about this, like, I don't know what I, what we could have done differently to express this in terms of what it is, which is heartbreak. Yeah. Like this is my, yeah. this is my favorite video game series of all time. Like this is, uh, I've dedicated a lot of years to my life to this. I went into this wanting to love it. I, you know, other, other entries in the series, like touched my heart, uh, and to yeah. have come away from one of these that like, didn't, didn't, you know, yeah. just didn't like, this is the first yeah. entry where it's like, I can count on one hand, the moments that made me feel anything. And they all crumbled with the, the little bit of thought. You know, and compare that yeah. to every other entry in the series that, like, is, you know, uh, just really, really meaningful. 
uh, to me, it is a real big bummer. Yeah. You know, heartbreak is the apt word. I would say that. You know, not yeah. to... it, it's like the the difference between one and three is just expressed by Sigmaia versus Sigwad. <laughs> oh yeah, you're speaking my language. Let's like... get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, like I know Priscilla we're we're approaching hour five, but like yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, that's like, 100% it. Like it's, you know, yeah. any, any of those direct one-to-one comparisons, it always suffers. Yeah. You know, and it's except like, perhaps they are like, they are obviously <laughs> different in the way that like, it's not like you don't like Sigvard because you've seen Sigmaia before and want something new. It's like they are differently handled and one is handled well and one is not handled as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like Priscilla and Yoshka, like all the stuff that happens in this. Man, it's like, Yorshka. you know, Ornstein versus the old dragon slayer like yeah in, in, in a lot yeah. of ways and like I, I'm somewhat sympathetic when people are like oh you guys gave Dark Souls 2 more of a pass like it's possible that some of the weaknesses of Dark Souls 2 did pave like pave a way for us to be more critical of 3 you know where yeah. it's like the kind of thing where we, the first time we see it you know it maybe doesn't bother us as much because it's the first time mm-hmm. you know and it feels like oh it's like I can excuse this because other things are really strong this is kind of weak but like, you know, it, again, it's that dilution, you know, it was yeah. more, uh, you know, more parts per million that were good. Yeah. And then Dark Souls three comes along and it's like the second, you know, the, the Ornstein told Dragon Slayer thing, that kind of comparison happens time and time again from Dark Souls one to Dark Souls yeah. three mm-hmm. to where yeah. it just, you know, if you're throwing a random dart, you're less likely to hit something good, you know, and that's, yeah. that's worrying. Um, and like, like I would have been absolutely fine with a returning, like bumbling but well-intentioned knight from Katarina, if he had been written with the pathos that they wrote Sigmaia. But Sigvard yeah. isn't, and that's the yeah. problem. It's not like I'm tired of these ideas. It's just like this was not done well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We should wrap it. We're we're we are yes, entering we hour five, and I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not doing this as a weird brag, but I'm recording another podcast after this. So Jesus, Ooh. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. uh, that that pod life. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, at the very at the very least, like it has been that crystallization. Just to end on like a positive note, like there's an upside to that crystallization too, where I don't. I've spent a lot of time thinking and talking about this game, and I feel like, like nope, this is this is where I'm at on it. Like mm-hmm. this is a complete experience i had yeah you know and it's it's it is what it is it wasn't my favorite thing but like that's it that's the record you know and yeah. th- there's some joy to that so yeah um yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk we'll be you know we're talking about it next week as well when we get into your responses to the ring city um and a little bit more of this stuff will come through and maybe it will not be uh, quite so maudlin <laughs> Richard, thank you for joining us for this like marathon. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, you, was, you, you, you've been nice. ri- ridiculously generous, generous with your time. Oh, that's absolutely. Well, you've been generous asking me. I'm sorry I wasn't more positive, given that I was asked on to be speaker <laughs> for the affirmative. It's a uh, you know it was be, it was probably because I was I wanted someone you know I, I wanted you to do it because because I like you and I like your input, but also as far as positivity goes. Um, I didn't want somebody so glowingly positive that they would every time me and Cole said something critical, they would look at us like we're an idiot. So, but you know, the, uh, it just ended up maybe you know as a rounding down kind of thing. Um, yeah, which is which is okay. Where uh, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on the uh, Jerks Sans Frontier YouTube channel, and um, 
Uh, if you just look up Bloodborne up close on YouTube, you will find it. Uh, I'm also going to be on uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton. Uh, probably mm. oh, shortly after. I already re- Jeremy records them like months in advance, so right. I've, I'm on that, and I it should be out sometime uh, in May. So maybe shortly after this goes up, or around the same time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a good podcast. If you don't listen to that, that's our, our friend Jeremy and uh, he's a future cast co-host. Yeah, uh, talking to people about Dark Souls. Um, if you like this show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV and kick us a couple bucks a month. Um, even if you don't usually listen to the appendix episodes, you're going to want to listen to the next one because we're going to talk about the future of the show. Yes. Um, so other than that, I'll keep things brief because we are uh, all running out of steam. Yes. As we approach a full day's work of recording. <laughs> um, the, uh, this has so, been uh, a lot of sitting still. Um. Yes. Uh, waste of time sitting still. Um, the uh, Yeah. So do we have any, like, I don't think we have anything else. Um, is, uh, is Are you cool if I, if I. If I just talk us out, Cole, you're being quiet because it is really late where you're at. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nearly one a.m. and I'm, I'm everyone I'm a, I'm pour one out for Cole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, no, no, it's fine. I, I'm not going to record another podcast. I, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, I I don't have anything else to say. People know the admin. This is part two. You've listened to part one. Listen to the appendix. Listen to other shows. Um, and thank you very much for listening to this. Hopefully, even if you didn't agree with us, hopefully we, I don't know, stimulated some thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, until next time, what should they do? Uh, they should let the feast begin. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. And I will feast to that. <laughs> I actually am hungry. I'm going to eat. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a sandwich within reach of me, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs>